Hi, welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Kelsey Maple. And I'm Lisa Ellis. And today we'll be talking about episodes 11 and 12 of The King, Eternal Monarch. And what a couple of episodes. Yes, completely agree. (laughs) What a couple of episodes. Yeah. I have my tea ready. Let's go. Oh, I just had coffee because I was feeling a little bit sluggish. So I'm very ready to go, even though it is 730. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank goodness we have tomorrow off. Thank goodness, indeed. Yeah. Oh, disclaimer. There's a thunderstorm happening. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> so if you hear any rumbles in the background. You might hear a little bit of rumbling. Also, it's making the morning doves go crazy, so you might hear them, too. Oh, that's fun. But it, it fits with the theme. It does, yeah. I agree. Can, every time it happens, we just be like, ah, my scar. <laughs> <laughs> my shoulder. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Wow. That's so, yeah, how fitting for today. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, okay yeah. let's just start talking about it because now I'm like thinking I, about all the I things that so have happened. I am so ready. So <laughs> excited. Okay. Ooh. Also, I guess, well, I'll go ahead and say my prediction from last time now is totally shot where I was like, it's a fun episode and then it's a sad episode. I know. This time it was just like, <laughs> it's a crazy episode and then it's a sexy episode. Yeah. Your episode was really sexy. I know. I know. Because <laughs> remember whenever I was complaining, I was like, I didn't get any kisses in my episodes. It's like, I got two pegs. But this time, I got a full-on oh makeout session. And so yeah, like, and like implied sex. Implied sex, yeah. Which I do comment on because he has glass doors on his room. Like, while, <laughs> oh, very, no. while very aesthetic, very impractical. Maybe, maybe he's into that kind of thing. We don't know. He's the king. Probably doesn't care. <laughs> got a prohibition kink. Yee. <laughs> A prohibition? No, not prohibition. What is it called? Voyeurism? Oh, um, I know what you're getting at. What is that word? Like I putting on display. Yes. What? <laughs> That's going to be such a weird search history yeah, type thing. Yeah, be like, what? Um, what? I, uh, exhibitionist? Yes! There we go. <laughs> exhibitionist kink. Okay. So it's that and wrapping things around people's shoulders. <laughs> Got yeah. a lot of kinks. Yeah, exhibitionist kink. Okay. Hopefully nobody goes through my search history anytime soon. <laughs> what did you look up? I I looked, I was very specific. And I was like, what is it called if you like to have sex with the possibility of getting caught? <laughs> That's Because so, I just was like, to put on display, synonyms. <laughs> so you and I went very different routes to get there. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but also, like, as a writer, I have Googled very strange oh, yeah. things of, like, how long does it take for a body to decompose? I promise <laughs> I am not a serial killer. Like, <laughs> or how do you steal a car? Like, how do you, like, hotwire a car? And it's like, I, prom- I promise I'm not. I promise. Well, like, for this, when Yang got shot, spoilers, but um, uh. I was like, how fast does a bullet travel to bruise him like that? So, like that was one thing I just googled. <laughs> How fast do bullets go? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What was your What was your conclusion? Uh, it said about average about like fifteen hundred miles per hour. Oh my so gosh! I understand why he has a bruise and got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Episode eleven. We open on Luna racing down the street on a motorcycle. Someone is following her, and we see that it's Detective Kong. He puts on his lights to pull her over, but then immediately gets hit by a truck, which is nuts. 
I gasped. Me too. Luna starts to ride away, but then gets hit by a car herself, which is even more nuts. I gasped again. It was just like in succession, just... Oh gosh! <laughs> you know, and I like I paused and I was like, okay, we are in a minute and a half in. Not even that. Like, <laughs> episode know. 11's coming out hot. <laughs> yes, I was like, they're no longer messing around here. No, Ooh. just everybody's getting taken out by cars. We see her tied up in a salt warehouse. Lirim comes in, tapping his flumbrella along the way. He tells Luna that they're allies since he helped her escape the cops. He removes her blindfold, saying he heard she would do anything for money. She has no family, sleeps in her car by herself, and runs errands for others to make a living. She's been living in the gutter without knowing what her parents look like, and she will die soon. Don't you think life is too cruel? Will it ever be her turn to receive an organ transplant? Luna looks away. You just hurt my feelings. I may use people's weaknesses, but I never poke others' wounds. I refuse to be your ally. This makes Liedem laugh, which is terrifying. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I, t- I had to text Lisa and go, I hate this. Well, I knew exactly the moment you're talking about because I was like, me too, same thought. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Also, I was shocked to find out that the terminal illness was a fact. Luna is dying. Right, yeah. And it's some kind of organ failure, it sounds like. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. So it's like, but what organ that's allowing her to just still run around like that but need a transplant? I don't know. I have many questions. I feel like there's so many. It's probably not. It's probably like a kidney or a, a liver or something mm, like that. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if it is something where she needs a donor. And if it is like problems with her kidneys or something. Is kidneys the one where you have two? Yes. I sound really dumb. Um, maybe if she needs a match, we have one. Yeah. I mean, if she, need, if she needs part of a liver, if she needs kidney, if she needs a lung, tail can help with that. Yeah, I'm just, I was trying to, because I'm like, we need ones where Tail doesn't have to die, because I don't think Tail's going to die for Luna, but I think she'd be like, I can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. give you a kidney. So you can, you can function with one lung, one kidney, and then I think you can, you can. You can function with one lung? Yeah. Ugh, really? Yeah. Wow. And you can function with just a portion of your liver. Not Tail, she downs a lot of beers. Yes, she does. <laughs> So I think it's like if it's Luna's liver and Tails like, oh man, I guess I'll help you. <laughs> she can no I longer can see drink. That happening. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see Legon being like, "Are you sure?" Like just joking with her. Yeah. <laughs> Liam pulls out Tails' ID card, telling Luna this is her in the other world. She grew up healthy and happy with loving parents. He throws down a family picture of Tail's family as well, and Luna thinks back to the PM asking her if she had a twin. I'll give you a new life, Liedrum tells her. Just nod if you want that life. Fortune has arrived knocking at your door. Luna starts crying. How nice. She had it all, she says, referring to Tail. That really pisses me off. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we next see a public shrine for Prince Buyang as the news announces his death. Lidam walks by all smug and evil. Inside the temple, the private funeral ceremony is being held for the prince, and all his family members are present, including Gon, of course, who looks absolutely wrecked. <laughs> yeah. He looks so sad. I can't tell you how many times I teared up during both of these episodes when he was sad. And Yeah, I think <sighs> it's like, honestly, the crying was sad, but it's, it's the dead-eyed stare that really yes. gets me. Yes, me too. 
that yeah that got me oh which is what oh this next thing he thinks back on all the good times with Buyang and his kindness. The PM is there as well, and seeing the king, she smiles to herself. Her secretary points this out to her, and she asks, I did? I quite enjoy seeing Lee Gon in despair. And frankly, my feelings about her are becoming a lot less mixed after that Yes, <laughs> like, fuck her. Like, that, yeah, seriously, like, no, no. Oh. That was, that was uncalled for yes. in every way. Yeah, like, how, oh, how dare you. You do have a black heart. Yes, I completely agree. Maybe we do want you to be switched out with the other person from the other world because maybe she has a better heart than you. Yeah. Well, maybe she has no heart anymore. I don't know. That whole situation confusing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. It's like I understand, like, you want him for power reasons, but, like, also he's a person. So, like. Right. And, like, I guess up until now, I thought, like, she was frustrated with him because he was, as we talked about last time and you said, like, they're kind of on the same level and they banter. Yeah. And, like, I never got, I, I you know, I never thought she was in love with him, but I never no. got the sense that she despised him. And, like, you would not say something like that about someone you did not detest. It was, it was disgusting. I feel like, again, I feel like it almost comes from a place of power because he always has had this power over her like even you know what he was born with like as mm -hmm, the king mm -hmm. but also this power of he was always calm cool and collected but now to see him basically vulnerable she's like oh you're not as powerful as you know everybody thinks you are you can be brought low and it's like that is terrible oh my god no, i think you're totally right it is it's probably less personal and more just she like seeing the king brought down mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah, after seeing oh. that, I was not, I was very unhappy with her. It's like, we were rooting for you. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was We were all rooting, rooting for, for you. you. Not after these episodes. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But that uh, flashback that Gon has, where he's like, little baby Gon, and he reaches up and just takes Buyang's hand, and Buyang's smile is so cute. It's so cute. Like, you, he's just like, oh, can I? Uh, Buyang's like, yeah. Oh, Buyang. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were evil. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you were a good boy. You were a good boy. And it turns out that all the suspicious things you did were for a reason. So Gon <laughs> would follow the trail. At her office, the PM learns that her ex has been successful. He's found picture proof of Liedem still being alive. The PM looks down at the pictures in horror thinking about how her mom must have been right about having Liedem's umbrella. How is this connected to the newspaper she was sent? She wonders. At the prison, Zhang Yangji spills the beans on where her second phone has gone. She mailed it to herself, so it's probably still at the post office. So will you get me out now? She asks, looking scared. Of course, Liedem's goon answers back over the phone. And we see a shot of him walking through the penitentiary as the security cameras flash off. Corpses are removed immediately, you know. And I just thought this scene was super creepy cool. It was. I just, I love that line. Like, of course. <sighs> corpses right away. Yeah. But also, well, like, yeah, but watching, I'm, I'm happy he got his just desserts. I did not like him. I like his doppelganger more, even though he's also awful. Yeah. Rip. Less cool goon. <laughs> we never got a name for him. We don't. <laughs> He was just other goon, less competent goon. He was the driver for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jongmi and Tail act like true MVPs and catch a criminal. I think this was just a product placement scene, so moving on. Yes. 
At the palace, we see Shin Jae's real mom help tuck poor court lady No into bed. She still is recovering from the shock of Buyang's death. She thinks back on their last meeting together. She went to give Buyang his New Year's clothes, but he calls her out, knowing that this is the night where the PM and Lee Gon spend all night together going over the end of the year reports, so she's feeling uneasy. The court lady tries to deny it, but Buyang laughs, saying he's glad she's here. The alcohol has aged well. He pulls out a bottle from his secret stash and they drink, while Court Lady No complains about how much she hates the PM. Back in the present, Court Lady No begins to cry at the memory. <laughs> this was such a sad episode. It's really sad. Okay, uh, I wanna I wanna throw this out here. Knowing this is kind of a dumb thought. Do you think there was something between them ever? I don't think that's a dumb thought because I definitely had the same thought. <laughs> okay, I didn't want it because I'm like they have a really cute friendship. Oops. And if that's all it is, I am here for it. And like, I respect male yeah. female friendships that have no romance to them. But especially in light of a little revelation about the court lady. I know. <laughs> Quite the bomb. I'm like starting to, again, questioning everything. Yeah. So. And also I, just her general sadness. I think, you know, I think there was. I don't know if they ever did anything about it because yeah, they okay. were just content with being friends and their relationship as it was but you know mm -hmm. i definitely think there were sparks okay i'm glad i'm not the only because i can't tell if it's hinting at that or if it's just them having a really good friendship and i don't want to misconstrue that you know we see the king making food while he's getting a report on oknam's condition from the doctor he stirs silently, not showing any emotion, but as soon as the doctor leaves, he begins to cry and ultimately breaks down sobbing. And I think you're right, and he really doesn't cry in front of other people, making the end of the last episode all the more heartbreaking. Because <laughs> you pointed that out last time. Yeah. That it seems like, yeah, and that's like, I think exactly what that was, is he was like holding it in, and then as soon as he left, Ugh, it's just, uh, again, he had just a dead look in his eyes. And I was just like, he's going to cry. This man's going to leave. He's just waiting for this man to leave so that he can just sob. And I was just like, I, no, no, <laughs> no. Well said. Uh, yes, it, that's just all I can do is speak in broken sentences because it was just yeah. so sad. I teared up so much. Aww. <laughs> I was just like, he said. This, yeah, this episode is a roller coaster yeah. <laughs> of emotions. In the ROK, Tail sees the bear keychain and thinks of the same moment where Gon kissed her while crying and disappeared. She remarks, I could tell that he was from a different time, not a different world. And what? <laughs> Tail, sweetie, come again now? Like, we are less than 20 minutes in and we already have Gon Time Traveler just, like, casually confirmed. I'm afraid for the rest of this episode, as I should be. Because I, I, like, tried to explain what I thought uh -huh. about this, her sentence was i think she was speaking to something that she didn't know was truth like the whole gone figuring out that time is pausing by the square root of a prime number or the whatever that was yeah exponentially um, yeah and so i think she was speaking to that without knowing she was speaking to that so she's like oh he's from a different time that sort of I, thing? I guess I'm I see what you're saying. Sure. I definitely, I took it literally, and I think that's confirmed in your episode pretty strongly when they see the outfit and she asks about it and he acts like he's never worn it and he never brought her flowers. 
I did not take that scene that way. Oh, really? I took it that he was referencing the scene that where he brought her flowers. I thought he was referencing that scene. Well, so because first of all, I was already confused on the timeline because the way this episode works, it doesn't there's like not a moment where he would go to her world and then back in the funeral time. So that had already confused me. And then with that, she brings it. She sees the outfit and she's like super sad about it. And then he just seems totally oblivious to it. So it seems like that scene, to me, I took it like, and the way that he's like, oh, I, what is your favorite flower, by the way? And it's like her just being like, I don't like flowers. And you're just like, what? So to me, it seemed very much like she was remembering that moment and he had no recollection because it hadn't happened yet. And they were also the way that they were still making the coat. <sighs> were they still making it? I thought they were just making alterations. See, it. this is so confusing. But I... I guess that makes more, his reaction makes more sense. Well, I guess also just like her general statement of like, I knew he was from a different time, not another world. I mean, I, I definitely, I get what you're saying for sure. To me, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it being literal. Because mm. it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because like j at this point in time, we don't have confirmation of there actually being time travel yet well i mean we don't have confirmation of a lot of things <laughs> that is true but yeah no i see her, it, that's why that's why it was crazy to me because it just came out of left field and she was casually just like he was from another time it's like wait what like i literally screamed what yeah. in my tv also i think it helps explain why she took that step back that we were wondering about mm. as she was running to him last episode is i think it was her noticing something was off and that this wasn't present gone mm. How's this bitch time traveling? I'm so... I know! Oh, my God. I know! And it's crazy that it's, yeah, like, we are four episodes away from the end, and there may be time travel, but we haven't seen it at all. But then again, it's like, there's been a... It's come up, at least, like, in my mind. I mean... We talked about it before, you know? Yeah, I mean, in the first episode, like, time travel was always on the table. Mm -hmm. But it's just never been brought up again. And so it's just kind of like is there time travel because we thought that Lidim was time traveling but it just but actually he was just in that in-between world so it was kind of like oh so like is there not time travel and he was just kind of staying there unless gone found a way to use the in-between world to time travel well i guess also i don't think they're mutually exclusive necessarily because there's still the question of Liedem having two umbrellas. Oh, he has multiple umbrellas. I saw oh, it in the security that. camera in my episode. It was They were all by the door. So I think some of them are decoys uh, or they all, okay. or he split up the flute into all of them or something. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he. I noticed, I noted that in the security camera when he was looking through, but by the door, he has like five or six umbrellas just chilling there. Mm, okay. I do think it could fit in with the idea of the the time being extended because if time is perpetually frozen that could I think somehow that could create some kind of time loop yeah I don't know it was crazy but that that's how I took it was yeah it yeah like gone is time traveling I mean, we that, don't know how and we don't know why but that, that was a different gone yeah that definitely and just it, yeah like based on their interaction next episode I was like oh oh that is okay yeah, that definitely makes that definitely makes more sense because that that scene did confuse me a lot. 
Yeah. Not that I'm any less confused with that idea. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tale continues, perhaps that was the day I made up my mind about a lot of things. What things do tell? Yeah. She meets up with Shinji at a coffee shop that isn't Nari's, the whore. Actually, maybe Nari owns the whole thing. I have no idea. She gets a call then about Zhang Yanji having committed suicide, and apparently that is quite bad for business, as now her and Shinji could potentially come under fire since they were the last ones to see her. She tells Shinji, and they of course realize this is not a suicide. They resolve that they need to find Song Jonghye, Lee Jihoon's mom, in order to find Lirim. They head to the cinerarium to ask who's been making the payments for Jihoon's grave, but the manager tells them someone pays five years up front with cash, so no record. Shinji asks for the security footage from the parking lot and lets Tail know that he knows what Jong Hye looks like since he saw her when they both visited Jihoon's grave. Which I like how it's been like an episode and a half. Still haven't heard anything about that. About the footage from the parking lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, granted, Tail's well, you know, going through some stuff. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> Tail gets kidnapped like ten seconds later. So <laughs> yeah, to no be priority. fair, to be fair, I understand. No, I think I think based on the previews, some stuff's gonna happen the next episode. Yeah, I, I saw them the preview that it's like I presumably Luna kissing Shinji, and I'm like, okay, so he's gonna figure it out immediately and be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> maybe you know, maybe that's Shinji's love interest now. <laughs> it's Luna. It's Luna. <laughs> They're both equally fucked up. <laughs> Oh gosh. That would be <laughs> They'll so both sad. be on the cusp of being bad. By the way, who is Lirim? Shinji asks, and hot dang, I didn't realize we totally forgot to fill him in on this. <laughs> Tail tells him that Lirim is the instigator behind all this, meaning he's most likely the person who brought Shinji over. We cut back to Yo-Yo Kid, who is back to yo-yoing. Luna walks up, and the kid reaches into the bunny jacket. This was in the pocket, the kid says, holding out a pocket knife. Luna tells the kid to keep it, use it to protect what belongs to you. She also gives the kid the car keys and asks that they feed Luna. And I'm saying they because apparently the actor is a little girl, although the kid definitely seems to look like a boy on first glance. So I'm wondering if the show is intentionally keeping the character kind of gender neutral since we know that there's some kind of being. And I guess like it kind of adds to the mystery of that. Or oh, it could be because there's someone we know and the show is trying to have this big reveal i don't know i'm also maybe reading way too much into this and it just happens to be a little girl and it looks like a little boy and it's supposed to be a little boy or maybe it doesn't really matter i don't know but i'm saying that yeah yeah but that's the second hmm huh i'm probably reading too much into it but there is no such thing in this show (laughs) gone says something very kind of similar to what luna says because he says I think it's him who says, I, I haven't lost, I'm not going to lose anything that belongs to me or like something like that. Ooh. It's in my episode. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't remember it, but. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said or like why he said it, but I'll read it out and I'll be yeah. like, he says, yeah, but he says something very similar to that in the next episode. Interesting. Yeah. The kid tells Luna to be careful. Are you stealing something again? Luna gets serious. Do you believe God exists? The kid nods. Then I'll be punished, Luna responds. By the way, that yo-yo, why is the string red? The king tells... The kid? Man, this is hard. <laughs> keep saying king. Maybe the kid is the king. Maybe he's the king King Arthur. The... 
I don't know who this kid is, but he's somebody. They're somebody. They're somebody. Yeah. Who, who, <laughs> who knows? So hard. The kid tells her they hooked it up themselves. Luna tells the kid to hook it up again. It looks like it's about to break. We zoom in to see the red string wrapped around the child's finger. Could this be a red thread of fate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about to break? Like, what? Yeah. Well, I looked up because I'm like, I've heard the phrase like red string of fate. And apparently it's an East Asian tradition that tells of a red thread that binds two people together as each other's true loves, regardless of time or place. So furthering the thought that this kid is some kind of being who is either observing or more likely, based on later in the episode, trying to enact fate and make sure that people who are fated will find each other. Although in this case, it may extend to beyond just finding each other, but also keeping these people safe. And yeah, to your point, not good that it's getting getting worn. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so. again, red keeps coming up in the string, in Liam Room's paint, the many drops of blood. I think I think red is definitely it's the color of fate. I think that's ev- yeah. that's just blanket statement just cuz when Liam was painting the building, he was painting it red because he wanted to paint his own what was it? Version of his history. own history. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he almost wasn't like paint on his own fate and it's like oh no i I think there's definitely that i think it's also the very obvious red is blood and leader's history is bloody and if the yo-yo is fate and the string is red well their fate is bloody or even just luna specifically i don't know so many so many theories yes (laughs) so much symbol i feel like nothing has been answered at all (laughs) just every episode i keep just getting more and more astounded by how much this show can just like, everything you see in episodes, like, one through five, like, going to be completely flipped on their heads. It's, like, mm-hmm. insane what keeps getting revealed and, like, what new levels keep getting added. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I like how a couple episodes you were like, I don't know where this show's going to go. Like, how are they going to keep doing this? Like, they've already, right. like, they're already together. Like, what's going on? And now we're just like, how, what is, what is happening? Everything is right? happening. And I guess that's. Honestly, I think kind of shot itself in the foot in that way. Because at this point, I have nothing against Legon and Tail's relationship. I like it. But it's the most uninteresting part of the show. Just inherently because so much else is happening. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't mind it. No, I think their relationship is very cute. It's just... every I don't know. I was gonna I was going to say it's not necessary. But it is necessary. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with, like, the like love interest not being, like, the main focal point of the show i don't know how to really oh, for describe sure. it i like the relationship it's just so many other interesting things are happened and i'm just i'm are happening and i'm so interested in seeing how it turns out that like every time their scenes come up, i'm like okay 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 but i want to i want to know what's happening so back to the main story oh see i like it whenever they come on screen because it's like kind of a reprieve because i'm like so much is happening so much is happening oh, okay i know what's gonna happen with them too like it's just like a slight breather before we're like ah all over again. She's like, oh no. <laughs> no, their scenes are definitely cute. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it just allows me to breathe for two seconds because every <laughs> other moment I'm just like, somebody's gonna backstab somebody, somebody's gonna jump out of somewhere, somebody's gonna something's gonna happen, somebody's gonna die, somebody's gonna get shot, somebody's gonna get stabbed. It's just yes. oh my god. All the good stuff. Oh god. <laughs> because like this is again, this is in the next episode, but like I seriously thought like somebody was gonna jump out of 
Unsup's hospital room and like something was gonna go down <laughs> like that is how on edge i am on this so show funny. Uh, because because Unsup's like i'm gonna do a security check and he does like the worst security check ever and i was like yeah but somebody's gonna be in there i was like well somebody's gonna be in there he's gonna ask him to open this door and he's gonna open this door and somebody's gonna jump out like that's just what's gonna happen but it didn't like, oh when he has to open the- yes <laughs> it's like a zombie movie <laughs> <laughs> so like that's how on edge i am so it's, when it's just gone and tail i'm like oh i can breathe okay Ooh. Ooh. they're gonna get you with that and you know it i know <laughs> there's gonna be like evil gone and he's just gonna stab her yeah <sighs> or it's gonna be luna and she's gonna stab him Ugh. yeah all right <sighs> asshole alert oh, ligon is in buyong study with the prince's eldest son sung han but the king seems far more upset than buyong's son the man is rifling through his father's things, while at the same time subtly insulting his father alongside the royal family. He accuses the court of working Buyang like a dog until he was almost 80. My father was just used. We flash back to see a phone call between Buyang and his son. Sung Han asks to come visit for the holidays, but Buyang, of course, says he can't ever set foot in the Kingdom of Korea. Sung Han gets upset. Is Buyang really going to let all of their inheritance just pass to the king since his children can't return to Korea? Buyang insists that he never can come near the royal court. Ever. I mean, like, my dude, I understand that you're upset, but, like, you were just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I get it if he were upset at the way his father had been treated, actually, but it seemed like he just, like, did not respect his father at all. Yeah, I think he more was envious of what his father had and how he got to live and his status and was just like so like you should make me all these things that my father was and it's like though ding, it ding, ding. made him really angry and want to throw hands i think gone did the right thing back in the present sung han tells the king his plans to move back to korea i should take over the role as royal physician and become the director of the foundation as soon as you announce the order of succession so as we mentioned last time succession is now a big question and it mm. seems we don't have a clear answer for now. We get one in like two seconds. Never yeah. mind. Ligon <laughs> finally turns to Sangan. You cannot enter the kingdom of Korea, he tells him, and you will not inherit the throne after me. Seijin is next in line to the throne. So hey, your guess was spot on. It is going to be Buyong's daughter. Did I guess that? Yeah, because you, yeah, you did. Yeah, I think last episode you were like, I bet it's going to be the daughter they talked about because it is that random moment where Gon's just like, oh, how how Seijin's... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, residency going. Oh. Okay, I cool. I was like, why did they throw that in there? And it's like, <laughs> so we know who that is. Because <laughs> apparently she's next in line now. Because <laughs> whenever that name came up, I was like, who is this? I'm so confused. Re- cool. Okay, I will say I did not verify this, but I think that's who it is. I mean, cool. I didn't go back and watch them. Yeah. Especially since apparently the son gets everything. So she should get something. Exactly. Yeah. Now, she gets to be a princess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A crown princess. Crown princess. How fun. I mean, not really, but kind of. <laughs> Didn't work out so well for the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> Buyang's son gets mad, but Ligon is unrelenting, insisting that Sunghan must leave the country immediately after the 49-day memorial service. He calls the guards in then to have Sunghan escorted out and for him to remain under careful watch until the end of the mourning period. God was ruthless, man. Like I agreed, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. something about that scene was just—I was just like, oh, my dude. Ooh, 
Ooh. Oh, I yeah, mean, for sure. I understand that, like, but also it's like, Booyang was somebody he actually loved and adored. It was like his father, his father figure, and then here was his actual son who didn't give two shits about his dad or the fact that he exactly. died. He just wanted the things that his father had. Like, it, they were his right, and I could completely understand why that made gone angry but also it was like Ooh, i hope yeah. it doesn't bite you in the ass <laughs> right yeah Ligon is in the courtyard pond area when he gets the report on buyang's autopsy asphyxiation caused by manual strangulation something that was also found on the corpse <laughs> that's hard <laughs> dropping hot death bars <laughs> asphyxiation <laughs> By manual strangulation. (laughs) Something was also found on the corpse. The doctor hands over the ring. He also remarks that it looks like someone put it on Buyang's hand after he died. And I'm questioning how they could possibly know that. Yeah. But whatever. But yeah, Yeah. that was when I was like, like, oh, it's like Lidim's calling card, basically. I was like, oh, Yeah, or almost like an antagonistic thing. Yeah. Ligon looks at the ring and, of course, thinks of Liedem. His melancholy turns to rage as he thinks on how Liedem is provoking him, baiting him to stand on his father's blood by using his uncle's. He throws the ring out into the water, but as the ring flies through the air, time stops. Gon seems to get his emotions in check as he grabs the ring out of the air, which was super cool. Yes. This next scene made me laugh. <laughs> because the guard runs up and is like, I'm sorry, I got <laughs> I'm like, I know you can't be like, it's okay, but you should be like, it's okay. Like some Captain Sock. Good boy. Right? Good boy. Like, oh my gosh. Because he's like, I was just momentarily distracted. Just was distracted. And he's just behind all those women and they're like, oh my God. I know. Poor people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't write it down, but. It was so a good funny moment. to me. Yes. He was just like, he was just like. Because he doesn't want to bring up, like, you were there and then you weren't. Like, what the heck happened? Right. He was just like, I got momentarily distracted because he doesn't want to blame the king. It was so endearing. Right? Well, I guess also in his mind, it's like, well, that must have happened. Because, like, yeah, literally it was just like he was there and then he wasn't. So I guess he's like, well, I guess I must have wandered off. <laughs> I guess, like, just got lost in yeah, something in my brain. Gonna give this poor guy a complex. Right? I thought you were gonna say a promotion. And I was like, I agree. <laughs> No, he's going to think he has, like, random memory loss. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He should get a promotion. Yeah, he has to deal with a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But he's, like, the man in charge now, and he's doing great. I know. Other than murdering people, but, you know, that's not his fault. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I hope he's being compensated. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I doubt Unsup's getting paid. So hopefully, Unsup. <laughs> <laughs> the way you went from laughing to crying. <laughs> I just love Unsup. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I didn't think I'd love him this much, but I Me. do. Gon tells Subcaptain Sock that he's going to be away for a while and to tell everyone he's in his study, so it sounds like he's planning to head after Lidim in the Republic of Korea right away. But just then, Secretary Mo comes up to show him a bunch of articles of people wondering where the king keeps going. Convenient timing. All the media outlets have released articles about this, so Secretary Mo suspects it's intentional. In the words of Gon, Prime Minister Koo has finally pulled the trigger. My lips made a really weird noise. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully. Well, we'll see. Good luck, future me. <laughs> he tells Secretary Mo to call the PM's office immediately, but they're told the PM is taking a sick day. Which, like, she can do that? <laughs> right? And just let me stop running the country for a second. I got a cold. The king tells Secretary Mo to find the PM. He next tells Subcaptain Sok to find the daily log of the team that guarded Prince Buyang for the past six months. Jinjie exits the pharmacy and realizes he's being watched. He cuts off the spy, slamming him into a bunch of glass bottles, and asks the man why he's tailing him. We see it's, of course, Leadum's goon. The goon looks down at the glass bottles around him. Okay, pick it up, Shinjie tells him. That will be the best for both of us. And the goon does, breaking a bottle across Shinjie's forearm. Well done, Shinjie tells the guy, tossing him his wallet. That broken bottle makes this special violence. And you're holding my wallet, so this is also robbery. See this blood? Infliction of bodily injury. So everything I do from this moment on will be considered execution of duties. And who knew being on the edge of the wrong path could be so sexy? Yes, get it, Shinjie! <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Uh, just like, like that this whole is scene. Um, attention mm. gone. This is how you do it. What you do is not sexy. <laughs> you go into the wrong path. This is sexy. <laughs> Shinji knows what he's oh doing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you took oh it too far. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Shinji during this just yeah, throws him his wallet. I was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, this is how it be, and now I'm allowed to beat the shit out of you. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, and the way he's just yes. like, yeah, use the bottle on me. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you dumb goon. Dumb goon. Oh. Such a good, oh, so good. So yes. Good. Every, oh, Shinji. Yes, just, <laughs> just scream. How many, how many boys are we going to scream about today? Oh, my gosh. Just, what's up? Shinji. Young. Young. <laughs> gone, but it's more out of frustration. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I can't. <laughs> I just texted you like, hmm, so you, you like gone going to the dark side, huh? <laughs> sure, you really like this episode. <laughs> I sent her a very large frowny face and I was like, I'm starting to eat my words. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I will say you were right about like, I definitely, I definitely think it's intentional now. <laughs> Which is good. Very, very cool. Shinji mm-hmm. and the goon fight, but Shinji brought a knife to a gunfight, or in this case, literally nothing to a knife fight. So the goon has the upper hand and eventually gets Shinji up against the wall with a knife to his throat. <laughs> Sorry, Penny what? messaged the Discord. And I was like, oh, Penny! <laughs> Apparently she's missing her BTS concert this weekend, so oh. Penny's in our thoughts. Hey, Penny. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> yes, I. Oh, it sucks. I, know. I had a dream I hugged you the other day. <laughs> it's gotten to that point. <laughs> oh, but I tried this new. I think it was like a poke bowl. I don't know. Yeah. It like was, but it wasn't. It was this new place. Like I found on DoorDash, and Ooh. it was very good. So Ooh. I highly recommend it. And they had this like cucumber lemonade <gasps> that shouldn't have worked, but it did. I mean, I think it sounds like it's going to work. but <laughs> Like, I don't know. Because, like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, cucumber-flavored water. Mm. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. See, I yeah. love cucumber water. So cucumber lemonade sounds great. I don't know. I'm just, like, really weird about, like, just flavored water. <laughs> like, if That's it's... That's fine. <laughs> like, cucumbers or, like, apples or, like, when they put strawberries mm-hmm. in there. Because it's only very faintly... It only very, usually only very faintly tastes like whatever you put yeah. in there. And so it annoys me. 
that's so funny because like that's the best part oh rosemary water oh so good <laughs> i don't know it's just like you either need to be fully what you like what you're intended to be or you just plain water like no <laughs> All right. None of this just lightly flavored crap. I don't like it. <laughs> All or nothing. Pussy water. <laughs> you're not, not man enough to actually taste like what you're supposed to. I feel like that's a clip that could be really taken out of context. There was one thing from a pre... Oh, from my episode where I just... Oh, my God. I think I sent it to you where you... <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm like do i, I have a speech this. impediment like that was insane <laughs> i've never heard anything like that i sound absolutely insane my goodness you were, you were so funny i, know, I listened to it, to it like 45 times yes <laughs> i listened to it so much i'm really surprised you did not make more fun of me for that because that was probably the funniest thing that's ever happened while recording <laughs> but editing it oh gosh because i forgot it had happened and I yeah, me so too hard. it was so funny i also oh. never realized the exact reason why I get into the situation, never realized how fast I talk. You I need talk to slow so the fast. fuck down. Oh my god. <laughs> when I was editing the PM section and I would just be like, I'm like, take a breath, girl. <laughs> like, my God. I know. So this time because... I'm trying to be much more conscious about slowing it down. Because like, well, because like whenever I listen to you, because you just like are able to like rattle off your ideas. And you're just like, I gotta get like point, 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 point. And I'm like over here like um well no see i don't think you know i think it's the opposite because it's like each of us are you can tell when we're thinking of things versus something that we're reading off of yeah and you take it more slowly you don't like put a lot of things in there but yeah there are like longer pauses whereas like yeah i'm more like I just keep going and I throw in all these extra words in there because I'm like, 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 because I have to keep going. <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, because always like, my mouth just goes. <laughs> my God. Because like, well, whenever I listen back, I'm like, Lisa just sounds like she knows what she's talking about. I need to talk more like that. <laughs> no, I think the exact opposite because I sound like a little six-year-old. Like, and then I went to the park and then I went to get ice cream and then dad said I couldn't have ice cream today. But like, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. It's just some kid just like going off on some rampage <laughs> probably why you spit bars so well you're just like well like i never realized i talk that fast oh my god you don't you don't whenever we're just talking yeah but like whenever you have an idea or you you're wanting to <laughs> explain something and i don't know it's a very very specific it's like a kid <laughs> it's a very specific moment where you're like well and I'm just like, but in the moment, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But then I listen back to it. I'm like, she's talking so fast. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. This this time I'm trying to slow it down. I think back to the prime minister, like, conversation. And I'm like, man, like, that is the most concise, like, my thoughts have ever been. And, like, I feel like the most I've ever talked about, like, on one topic. Where I've, like, had, like, I had a thought and another thought and another thought. And I didn't feel like I sounded stupid at all. <laughs> No, you did not. I think it was a very good discussion, if I say so myself. So I've sounded stupid in the past. Thanks. (laughs) 
This is why I have to talk fast, so I don't leave time for you to put words in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I just say, I just go, yeah, oh my god. (laughs) And... Mm, a lot. That's all I do. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you supposed to say to react? <laughs> or I just go, no. I don't know. I say I don't know a lot. I think, I mean, I mean I same. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, just, just just act like you do know. Just stop <laughs> saying I don't know. Well, we don't know with this show. <laughs> well, this show, yeah, we don't know. But but after I say something that I, like, believe, then I just go, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, hmm, stop that. <laughs> You do oh, know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Stop saying mm-hmm. I don't know at the end oh, of yes, the yes, yes. Stop yes. it. <laughs> because to talk about this topic, it's just also completely off topic. Because um, oh, what are these sentences called? I don't remember what, specifically what these sentences are called. But, like, women are trained, basically, to have those kinds of words, like, in our sentences whenever we're talking yeah, about something. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever it's like, oh, this is what I think, but oh, you know, I don't know, like, I could be wrong or, you know, like, compensating Mm -hmm. for the fact that we seem like we're being slightly overbearing and we're just like, oh, I don't know, like, oh, well, like, what what would you think? I mean, that's just, like, my opinion. It's like, no, just be, just say it. Say it with your chest. Well, I think with theories, it's scary because, yeah, you don't want to, you know, be wrong. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's why they're theories. They're allowed to be wrong. Exactly. Anyway, sorry, though. What a long side yeah, tangent. I don't even know where you were. I'm so sorry. What is that? After I went on that long tangent. <laughs> so the goon has the upper hand and eventually gets Shinjay up against the wall with a knife to his throat. Ah, right. I'm not supposed to kill you, the goon says as Shinjay breaks free, flipping the man to the ground and stepping on the hand that holds the knife. Who told you not to kill me, he demands. I should thank that person. Just someone who's always by your side, the goon responds, and pulls out a flip phone. If you let me go now, this phone will ring. But if you arrest me, this phone won't ring. Forever. I'm just curious, who pays the phone bill, Shinjay asks, which, thank you, this is something I have been thinking this whole time. But I've never said anything about it, so you don't know that. But, like, where the hell do you get that many flip phones in 2019? They still sell flip phones at the store. Like, do they? Yeah, Because I thought this must be yeah. some kind of underground burner phone market, but I guess maybe, yeah, Leadrum's just going to Walmart, I guess. Yeah, or, like, Korea's equivalent. Just, like, yeah, Walmart sells them, like, on those, like, prepaid plans, like, flip phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they even sell them at the phone store. Like, you could just buy a flip phone instead of a smartphone. Little did I know. Well, yeah. Leadrum's, like, single-handedly supporting this market, apparently. Yes. <laughs> He has so many flip phones. So yeah. thank you, Shinjay, for asking the real question. I wonder if he ever reuses flip phones. No, I I had a belch, but it got stuck. <laughs> I thought you just had a big thought. No, because I think his goons keep the flip phones because that restaurant owner still had his flip phone, and that's how Gon got it. Hmm, okay. Mm. So yeah, he is completely supporting this flip phone industry. <laughs> Single-handedly. Well, um... I mean, he could be getting all those Samsung flip phones now that have, like, the screens. (laughs) Upgrades, yeah, to the folding phone. Yeah. (laughs) I like the implication there is, like, the phone has to flip. (laughs) It can't can't just be one laying flat device. (laughs) Yes. 
A car comes careening down the alleyway, and as Shinje dives out of the way, the goon gets inside. We see it's the same car that has been following Shinje. Back at the station, Tail and Jongmi are working when Shinje comes limping in, bleeding he heavily from the cut on his arm. Tail and Jongmi jump up to help him and ask what happened. Jongmi promises to destroy the bastard who did this. Yeah, Jongmi! <laughs> Jongmi! Oh, that's a, that's a, that's what we haven't yelled yet. Jongmi! Jongmi! <laughs> no, I like, because it's just Jongmi writes. <laughs> yes. Tail chews him out for coming to the station rather than going straight to the hospital. But we see why as, Shin as Shinjai pulls out the flip phone and tells them to dust it for Prince. He tells Tail it came for him as well. He and Tail head to the hospital while Jongmi bags up the phone. Which I love how he was like, I must put my elbow in do it very awkwardly yeah. into a, an evidence bag <laughs> it's like dude come on i guess the question is why is shinji getting a phone now what does Lirim want with him probably to write his wrong move that he did who knows <laughs> i'm gonna call you to kill you <laughs> well I, yeah it seems like he has some kind of plan and it seems like it goes beyond just because my first thought was like oh he's gonna use him to get to tail but he already has a plan for that so unless it was a backup plan yeah, specifically, I'm not sure. Or was like, is it some plan that he had all along when he brought Shinji over? Because I, I, I'm I just very curious. Like, what does he want with him now? I want to say no. I feel like this is a new plan. Well, because I want to say, I was like, maybe it's a new plan because he said, like, Shinji was a wrong move. So now he's trying to make yeah. him into a right move. Or maybe... Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe this was his plan all along, and he always planned on using Shinjai in some way, but I don't think he's going to get anything from Shinjai, so. No. Because Shinjai is a good boy. On the way out of the hospital, Shinjai tells Tail not to tell anyone about this, including that guy, Jo Young. I sense the formation of a new bromance, and I am here for it. <laughs> Come on, Tail tells him. Jongmi knows. She asks what happened. What do you mean the phone came to you? Shinjai reasons it must have been that bastard. Lead him. He sent someone to me. He wonders why he was approached. Same. Tail tells him that when he talks to Lidrim, he should suggest they meet up to discuss things and that he bring his prettiest friend, aka Jonghye. Shinjai wonders, what are they doing? What are they trying to find? I was told that we'll arrive somewhere if we keep going, Tail tells him. It's from Alice in Wonderland. I think you're bullshitting me, but I didn't read that book, Shinjai says. Still same. <laughs> also, you don't have to, my dude, because apparently you're living it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... Just watch the Disney movie. It's fine. Okay. Every, every English major is screaming at me. What do you mean watch the movie? <laughs> at the palace, Ligon is searching through Buyang's security logs. Secretary Mo enters to tell him she still can't get a hold of the PM. The king reasons that she's trying to get back at him by doing exactly what he did. Although, I don't think he realizes the full extent that that's true. Yeah. But I don't know the full extent either. Like, it's just so I know. confusing to me. <laughs> it's so... We don't know. Because it's like, okay, did did the PM go over? Or did her doppelganger from the other place get with Lidim and she's now taking over the Prime Minister's life? Right. But I don't it's think like so because she's still acting so much like the Prime Minister. Someone definitely did something yes but it's like it's so it, again with the show it's so hard to know like how many how many times did this flip over kind of thing yeah i i yeah because the entire time i was like this is the prime this isn't the prime the, right no, this, this, no i think it is the well, well maybe it's uh, just trying to deceive you uh, yeah oh my gosh 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the first time I belched on it <laughs> on one of these in a while. So. Yeah, that was not a bird. That was a belch. <laughs> Certifiable. Delightful. <laughs> In the daily logs, Gan sees that Buyang visited Osu Bookstore in the Busan slums. Love that we're using that term. Slums? It's the only place. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, we're in the slums. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we're in the slums. And it's like, I'm looking around and I'm like, is it though? It's the only place he visited in Busan. I guess that's the other thing that cracked me up about it is that like they listed everywhere in like they called it like the slums in the log. Oh my <laughs> like, oh, you know, the slums. <laughs> yeah, you know. He thinks about what Buyang told him. The footsteps you take by risking your whole life is what's fate. He realizes that Buyang knew he checked the daily log and this was his message. Which, my question is, why could Buyang just not tell Gan this? I didn't get this part. I agree. Okay, thank you. <laughs> why couldn't they just discuss this? <laughs> Right, or like, give him a call. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's this bookstore. Shoot him a text. Send him an email. <laughs> I don't know, I was like trying to imply that Buyang was looking into it. And Gan just picked up on that and kind of was saying like proverber- proverbially he'd left me a message. But it seemed like he was saying it very literally. Yeah. It seemed like, no, this was literal. intentional. Yeah, it seemed very So yeah, I didn't get that. I'm glad that you were also confused. I was like, am I dumb or could he not just say it? No, yeah. The king is in the underground secret prison that is straight out of a supervillain's blueprints. He brings out his two prisoners, Lee Sang-do and Kim Ki-hon, and asks if they know the bookstore. The one who answers first will live. If you stay silent, you will be beheaded. Lee Sang-do pleads that he doesn't know. He's never been to a bookstore. So does that mean it's not the gate? Or is there more than one? Which, that was only my theory, so I don't know why I'm surprised. I'm I mean, <laughs> e- or that's just the base that they decided to have, if it's not I a think gate. so. Because there's also that random gate in the middle of Busan? Seoul? Wherever it is? You know, wherever they just, like, appear on the street? <coughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I jumped on my own spit. <coughs> Twice. <coughs> oh. Okay, yeah, I guess I always, I had thought that they were just walking out of the forest and they came to the street, but you're right, it could be, it's in the, I don't, I guess I'm starting to think maybe there is more, or there, there's obviously more than one gate, maybe there's more than two gates, maybe there's Infinite amount of gates, yeah, who knows? Infinite gates! Infinite gates. I mean, with this show, I wouldn't be surprised. If it wasn't a gate, then I think it was just a base of operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Kim Gi-hwan taunts that the king won't kill him. You need to interrogate me to reach Prince Imperial Goom. Lee Gan tells him it doesn't matter. He obviously only knows what it's okay to reveal, so he isn't any help anyway. He kneels down in front of the prisoner, and most importantly, I no longer want to obtain any information from you. Kim Gi-hwan taunts him. Pull the trigger then if you think you can. Yes, I will kill you, the king promises. Lee Sang-do begs to spare his life and let him go back to his world. Lee Gan coldly tells him he never can, since he's already dead over there. And I don't know if it's just me, but Lee Sangdo looks confused. But it may just be a scared look. I don't know. Just throwing that out there for now. And I'm trying to remember his expression because... Because he looks kind of shocked, and it might just be shocked at the king being so mean to him, but it kind of almost seemed it like might he was be like, shocked I'm dead. That, well, it might be shocked that Gon knows. That. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, more likely. 
being like you uh, you know how do you know that like how do you know what's been going on and you know yeah i i think more likely it is that he gets let out still pleading for the king to spare his life kim ki hwan confirms what we've all been wondering by saying beheading you can't beheading was abolished ages ago in the kingdom of korea i guess you forgot because you work for the traitor Li gan responds the king's words are the law he then orders that kim ki hwan will be beheaded and I gotta say, this is 10% flex, 90% human rights violation, but go off, king. <laughs> I was like, okay, part of me thought that was pretty cool that you were like, bet I can, but also like, cool, cool it down, bro, cool, cool it. <laughs> Just no response. Cause, well, because I was thinking about it, because I was like, well, because well, I was thinking about it in my head, and I was like, well, he is a criminal, but then I was like, but he's just going to be killed without a trial. And then I was like, okay, well, okay. So I was like doing like, yeah. I was like piecing it together in my head because I was about to be like, well, he is a criminal. I mean, what what do you want? And But then I was no, like, well, like, wait, he's should be, well, you know, innocent until proven guilty, you know, type of thing and have a trial and have a sentencing by his peer, like, you know. You know, and that's what I like is that it's like nothing in this episode that Gon does is on its surface level bad because he's only hurting bad people. Yes. It's only bad when you start to think about him as a, a king and a leader of a country yeah. and just especially in a modern world where it's like, whoa, okay, that, that stuff's not okay anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Like in this modern world, this happening is it felt it feels so foreign because mm-hmm, it's like, yes. I suppose if like we were watching like a historical drama, yeah, this yeah. wouldn't be surprising. But it's like nowadays, going in and just shooting up everybody that you suspect of being in this place, and it's like, right. no, no, you you shouldn't be doing that. Like, uh, yeah, or like just having a full out brawl on the streets right? of your capital city. Right? Well, I think it's it's no coincidence that it's like that is a very like you said that's like a very historical kingly thing. Yeah, like you could never imagine an elected leader doing that. And yeah, I have to imagine those are kind of connected. That it's like usually for elected leaders don't have traitors and don't have that kind of like that's yeah. only in a monarchy that that really exists. Yeah, but yeah, but like even today, like with countries that do still have monarchies, like you can they they don't have the same power anymore. Yeah. Well, I think this confirmed because I always wondered what level that he had. Apparently, he has the power to, if I say something, it happens. Yeah. No is, matter the law. And that in terrifying. itself, it's like in this situation, I don't care that this guy is getting beheaded, but the implications of that are terrifying. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, like, yeah, like your words are law. So if, you know, you go off the deep end. Yeah. Who's going to stop you from killing everybody in your path yeah yeah apparently you can do that you want or what you think is right like that's really scary to think about yeah because like in the next episode it was so like the next episode is such a is such a a juxtaposition yes it's such an interesting tone change yeah because it's like here you see gone who is like this terrifying and like bloodthirsty leader and then just suddenly it's like uh, something just like switched in him and he was like back to himself and it was like what it's like it's almost like it shouldn't be allowed it's like you should have some sort of repercussions there should be some consequence 
consequences. Consequences? <laughs> no. Consequences to your actions. Like, you shouldn't just be allowed oh, to do that. And I hope there will be eventually. And I think it, I hope it's going to come in the form of Tail finding it out and being like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, no, 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 no. Well, she watched him and his oh, guys true. slaughter all those people in the streets. I guess that one wasn't as bad because he was defending someone and in some sense they were armed i think the worst one is the people coming out of the building and they're just lined up with the guns and as they're running they're just firing at them yeah oh god now now i am scared yeah who's gonna who's gonna call him on this yeah because it's like based on but still based on it almost feels it almost feels the same just without uh just without that element of protecting someone because in when they're doing the bookshop he's protecting his title basically like he's protecting the monarchy Mm -hmm. and so it it could be argued that the people in the shop one they're traitors two they're working for the trader and three like they could be armed if he were to explain it to tail i don't know if tail would exactly see it as like a True, misstep to him. for yeah. him. Now, Yang, on the other hand, might see it as a misstep. I was just thinking that, but also Yang's been very, he's so protective oh, of God. Oh, yeah. Plus and he he's even says, trigger happy. The only, yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, I'll shoot this kid. We didn't ask you to. <laughs> no, Shinjai, we need Shinjai. Shinjai will be like, Shin-Jay. what the fuck, my dude? Mm, Sit down. Yes. Yeah, I bet. I bet Shinji could do that. He'd be like, "Yeah, you are my king, so I do get to tell you." Mm. That would be awesome. I, yeah, I I would love to see that. Like Shinji just like going off and being like, "You shouldn't be allowed to do this. Like without consequences, you should be able to." Because basically, Gon is doing the same same thing. Liam is doing. He's playing God. Yes. Good point. Somebody needs to step in and be like, dude, you are not God. Like, you may be in this position of power, but you are still a person who is ruling over these people, who is killing people. Yeah, and you are killing your people. Yeah. They may be traitors, but they are still your people. And I hope, I don't know if it has the time to do this in four episodes, but I think it's a really interesting, like, it's this death begets death cycle of by doing this to people and slaughtering people and keeping information from people and being a tyrant you are only creating more hate and another tyrant's gonna come along after him so it's like by trying to to squash this you're just creating a bigger problem yes i I don't know if it's gonna go that far but i think that would be such an interesting plot line oh yes that was such a good point like hate begets hate like it's just yeah if you keep fighting like fire with fire it's like you're just gonna burn the whole place down that's just what's gonna happen well said yeah, I really, and that's what, like, that part of Gone in this whole show is really interesting. And I just, oh, yeah. I really hope they follow it. Yeah, because he's trying to play lead him at his own game instead of trying to make his own rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why he's failing. It's because mm, yes. you're trying to catch lead him in the way that lead him would catch it. Like, you're trying to think the way Liam is thinking it's like like yes to an extent to anticipate his moves you need to do that but you shouldn't come at him by playing his game he wants you to come at him we know he's trying to bait you yes it's like he wants you to come at him the way in anger and 
and vengeance yeah. mm-hmm. and bloodthirsty because that's how he plays the game. It's like, no, you need to come at him with what you're good at. Is It's apparently supposed to be smarts, but you're not yeah. being very smart right now, sir. No. So it's like, no. it's like you need strategy and planning. And also, apparently you just need people who are ready to do the absolute unexpected thing because that really apparently is catching them off guard is people just suddenly being like fuck you like yeah right shout out to luna <laughs> to luna and um junghae junghae mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah who just like straight up just hits him also, over the head with the face not to go back to this but you do make a good point that this is only really happening after Yang is not with him. So maybe maybe Yang would have stepped up and been like, hey, hey, like, at least, like, you need to cool it. Like, I get you're mad. Yeah. But, like, you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah, so maybe, because... I, I think you made a good point. Yeah, because even though Yang is trigger happy, at least when Gon is potentially in danger, I think if Yang had been there when Gon was like, we're going to go in and we're going to kill everybody, I think Yang would have been like, I will question you behind closed doors like yeah i think he is one of the only people who can be like yeah no listen to me it's like hold on doing or he before they even went to the bookshop i think gone would have not gone yang would have pulled him aside and been like what is your plan exactly for when we get there like what order are you going to give me when we get to this place full of all these people like what are you going to say he's like well kill them all yeah i think Young. Yeah, or he probably would have been like, hey, we don't know these people are traitors. Let's confirm it before we go in there. Guns blazing. Because in this case, they were traitors. So it's like, again, yeah. I don't feel that badly for them. Yeah. But that's insane that he was just like, kill them all. They did nothing to verify. Yes. Other it's than like- Booyang walked in there and that was enough for him to be like, they're traitors. Yes. It's like, you could have been wrong. Like, you could have been right. completely well, wrong. And in some sense, he was wrong. Like, he didn't end up killing a super innocent guy. No. In the goon. So yeah. I'm not, I don't feel bad for the goon, but yeah, you were, he was wrong. He killed the wrong guy. Yes, he he's innocent of who, the crimes that Gon accused him of. Yeah, he's innocent of arguably anything in the kingdom of Korea, as far True. as we know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Off on another rant. We see the news announce the beheading, so, oh shit, I guess this is really happening. Yeah. There's also this great visual where all these reporters are taking pictures of Buyang's shrine, and then when the news of the beheading is announced, they rush away for this more exciting story. And definitely think there is some moral judgment being passed there on the show's part, or at least I hope. Yeah. There's a small part of me that wonders if the beheading is just a stunt, because we don't actually see it. But considering the way Gon is acting, it's also like not beyond the realm of possibilities at this point at all. Yeah, but also, it hasn't happened yet. I couldn't, that was the thing I couldn't remember is with the timeline because they were like, midnight tonight. And I'm like, is it midnight yet? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, we never saw it happen. But then again, I don't know that we necessarily needed to. So I don't know. Back in the ROK, Teo flashes back to her little countryside work date with Gon. So you prepared the steak and rice dish for the PM then. You didn't prepare the rice in that military uniform, did you? She asks. Gon laughs, saying, I rinsed the rice and then put on the military uniform. And when did you say you put that outfit on? At the most honorable moment? Gon confirms it. The moment I proposed to the love of my life, for example. Taylor remarks that he didn't wear it for her, but Gon tells her that he couldn't. He was in a hurry. I'm waiting for you to answer. And the story about the PM was a joke. You call that a proposal, Tail asks, and girl, I agree. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> you never asked me to be your queen. You just told me to do it. 
So what's your answer, Gon asks. Will you do it? Tail gets serious, and Gon pulls her into a hug, seeming to sense the mood change. Not today, Tail says. She tells him she is just going to live for today. Like today is an ordinary day where they can do something scandalous. Y'all wild. Let's just do that. <laughs> the way Gon responds to that is so funny. Gon remarks that usually couples pledge their eternal love for each other, but they're only living for today. Yes, Tail says. There's no tomorrow for us. That's why I'm hoping today is a long day. Then they have some cute little banter where Tail gets mad at Legon for just leaving her room after he visited her that night. She stayed in the palace and not doing anything scandalous. No! <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> oh, I know. But, like, also, it's like, you were clearly uncomfortable, Tail. Like, right? When she tried to show him his her shoulder and he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know, it's like less skin than either you or I are showing right now. <laughs> I mean, she does comment that. She's like, it's, yeah. it's the same amount of skin you would see during the summer. And he's just like, but we're in a and Ten day. seconds later, he's like, neck kiss. And I'm like, good God. Oh, my. I, I watched that a few times, confession. <laughs> <laughs> just a little neck kiss. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew that I knew that was gonna happen because I paused right beforehand because I was like typing out notes or whatever, and so she she was like leaned forward like I this and I, and I was like, I just know there's gonna be a neck kiss. I just know there is, and so I played it and he just went smooch and I went, knew it. Rewind, rewatch. <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> Playback, please. Back in the present, something catches Tail's eye. Or rather, someone. It's the PM. Or her doppelganger. Tail chases after her to find out. The woman stops and Tail asks to check her ID as a police officer. Don't police usually show their ID first? The woman asks. And noticing Tail's clothes, which are still bloody from helping Shinjay, she comments that Tail looks more like a criminal than a cop. Right, which like, I have to point out, if someone approached me wearing bloody clothes and demanding to see my ID, I would not react that calmly or that snarkily. Right? Also, it's like, Tail, why did you go home and change before you decided to go out and get it's a like, snack and then stand in the middle of a plaza? It seems like she didn't notice. I, but I mean, Shinji points it out to her and it's like, you got blood on your clothes and then she just still doesn't change. <laughs> That's oh. our gal. <laughs> Tail presents her ID, and the woman also hands over hers. She's ku una. Tail tells the woman to move up. Sorry, that name was... <laughs> ku una. <laughs> Not a lot going on there. A lot of vowels. Tail tells the woman to move along, seemingly satisfied that this is not the PM. But next we see a shot of Una at the store, trading her sneakers for the PM's signature high heels. Tail has followed her to the store, secretly watching, and now all bets are off. She gets a call from her dad then and has to stop her stakeout. Are everybody's last names the same? Yeah, which is very interesting. Ah, uh, okay. Because right when you, you were like, cool and I was like, ah, cool. Wait, she's Prime Minister Koo. And so then I was like, that that was me me thinking. I was like, is everybody's last names I had the, the same? same thought. Yeah. And everybody's first names are different. Mm-hmm. How interesting. Okay. I know. Okay. Yeah, I don't, it's like, why did the universe work that way? But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Then we get a scene of Luna studying Tail's picture and cutting her hair to look like her. Also, thank goodness she was wearing a wig and did not commit to that awful haircut. Right? Oh my gosh. Like, thank you. I'm so glad to find this out. She also stalks Tail, observing her with her father at the supermarket. 
Luna seems disgusted by their loving relationship. They're so cute. Now, let the madness begin. Tail is working out at home. She goes to get some water, takes a sip, and falls to the ground, seemingly drugged. We're at Nardi's cafe. We see the PM walk in and, oh yep, that's definitely the PM. But why is she here? That can't be a coincidence. Yeah. How did she come like, over? She, like, Lidim's the only one that could bring her over. That's why, is she in on this plan to get rid of Tail? Oh. Because I'm like, why is she also specifically at Nari's? Did she drug the water? Like, I thought Luna did, but maybe it was her. Oh, my God. Also, she's wearing that coat that the gal from Crash Landing on You wore that one time, and I fell in love with it, and I was just so excited to see it again. <laughs> this is the fashion excellence I wanted from this show. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't I'm, know. Like, and now I'm like, was that girl the PM, or was it the was was it her? Was it you know? Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the high heels was a hint that it it was the PM. But also the way she looks at Yang is like. But also it's like, well, in her studying up, did she recognize Yang because of setting up to be the PM's? to go into the pm's life or is right, it actually yeah. the pm like i don't know right the door opens and who walks in but yang's up that's what i'm calling him i screamed when that happened i was like <laughs> oh my god because whenever i watched this episode i was like that's definitely the prime minister right and i screamed because they, they saw each other and they recognized each other and i was like what the hell's gonna happen but you don't find out <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. Well, I guess if it is Una, Republic of Korea PM, why did she dress like the PM in the Republic of Korea? That is true. I mean, I don't know. Either way, it's so confusing. Yeah. But he and the PM look at each other curiously, and that's all we get from him in this episode. Mm -hmm. We cut to the king, who is calculating another time freeze. It's longer this time, and it's been getting longer. He starts doing some science, and realizes that the length of each instance of frozen time is multiplying exponentially. At this rate, time will stop for a whole day, the 62nd time it happens. In other words, there will come a moment when the worlds, both tails and mine, will stop forever. So this is a crazy revelation. Yeah, but also I'm like... It only happened recently when Gon started going back and forth. This also confused me. Because hasn't Liedem been crossing back and forth? Because he had to get Shinjay. And so he's been doing it. But time has only recently started stopping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you sound so dumb <laughs> you no, said I stop want... stopping so. i know that's why i was mocking you <laughs> Come call back because yeah either this only has happened now that the both of them are crossing yeah or if it started i wonder at like point zero 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 one seconds of stopping and then it was point zero 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 one seconds of stop- and like so it's just mm. now that it's starting to build up that's my only other thought now that it's noticeable mm. yeah because it's like it started at almost no time and now it's which i mean yeah it'd be pretty coincidental that once gone started going back and forth it started to be more like three seconds and then nine seconds and then now it's minutes yeah but- 
I don't know, because I was also wondering, I'm like, is this part of Liedrum's plan? Or is he worried about this as well? Like, has he even noticed it? I don't know. Yeah, because we don't... Yeah, we aren't shown him noticing. Yeah, he doesn't... Either way, he doesn't seem freaked out by it getting longer. Mm-hmm. No. It's almost like both halves of the flute had to be activated or something. I don't know. I don't know. But also, this kind of kills the whole tail and gun going back and forth, which is sad. I know. Just kill my theory. Fine. My my solution. Nothing can ever be easy in K-dramas. But, like, but then my thought process is, like, okay, well, if you continue, I don't know, like, okay, because he's, like, there's a point where our worlds would just stop forever. And I'm, like, I feel like that would take quite a few back and forths before that happens, you know? Right. But I guess the problem would be because it's exponential. So once you start hitting that day mark, it's mm, going to go crazy. Like, but it's like, but if you like, if if you time it out right, just go into the in between for however long the time's going to stop. Or do you have to cross over in order for. Well, that's a good question. Because like, can you just like waste that time in the in between? I guess it's, well, it's them being in the in between that's causing it, right? Is it? So, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually being in the in between or if it's passing through the doors into another world. Yeah, like at which moment it. is it happening? Yeah, is it happening? Yeah, at that. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe you could waste a little bit of time in the in between, like an hour or two, and then that's like however many days or months in actual time. So, if you spend a day in the in between, is that the day in the real world or no? No, that no. It's like he said something about like in a, an hour in the in between is like two months in their time. Yeah, but we're not calculating. But I, I guess I'm like, how is that working in with the time being stopped? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's yeah, science. <laughs> Either way, it's bad. This is bad news. Bad. Yes, this is bad news. I don't know. Subcaptain Sock enters and tells Gon they've located Osu Bookstore. This is the prick who owns the bookstore, he says as he hands over a picture of Bookstore Goon. Lee Gon recognizes the man as one of Liedem's followers on the night his father was killed, which honestly, I don't understand how. I don't think these two actors look anything alike, but okay. <laughs> they don't. It really confused the hell out of me. Yeah. Gon recalls how the man took a bullet for Liedem on the left side of his chest. The king starts shaking with anger to find out this man is still alive the whole time. Also, I'm so shocked that Gon remembers this in his brain and his brain didn't go, this was a really traumatic experience. I'm going to forget what happened. <laughs> no, Legon's yeah, out for revenge. He remembers everything. Yeah. He's out here. Everyone who's wrong doing it. You know? We cut to Osu Bookstore. Legon is there along with many of his guards. He's wearing a dark look and matching black outfit. I love how this man has an outfit for every occasion, including when he's breaking bad. <laughs> As he thinks, tonight we will raid the hideout of Liedem's followers. We see gunmen around this bookstore as Subcaptain Sock asks, should we capture them alive? To which the king responds, kill them. Inside, bookstore goon leers over money when the bookstore erupts in gunfire. We see dozens of men pour out the back of the store and run through the hallways and out into the alleyways around the building, seemingly unarmed. Also, how, many, how did that many people like get <laughs> in that know. bookstore? I imagine there must be like a hideout behind because Lido and later is like everyone got killed even in the main building. Uh. So I guess the bookstore is just a front. <laughs> uh. Seemingly unarmed and just trying to escape. 
All of them are slaughtered by Gon's guards who are waiting outside. This scene is crazy, particularly when you yes. think that Gon did nothing to verify this other than see a picture of one of Liram's followers inside, as we talked about earlier. It's also scary how he's killing these fleeing people and he just, he seems to not care at all. No yeah. emotion. Nope. <sighs> Serial kinder, no, oh. um, psychopathic tendencies. Oh. Also, there's like a particular creepiness that he's not doing the killing. He orders his guards to do it and then just kind of stand back and watches. We flash back to the other goon talking with Liedem. The bookstore, he asks. Why, is that prick acting up again? He's no longer useful, Liedem responds. I need you to take care of that bookstore. So gosh dang it, he knew and he switched them. Yeah. Which we already talked about, but. We cut back to inside the bookstore where bookstore goon is bleeding out. <laughs> I just keep calling him bookstore goon. I mean, that's what he really can't call It's him. only, it's dumb now that I'm reading it out. He's cradling the bloody money, which notably seems to be his motivation and not any kind of loyalty to lead him. Gon finds his body inside and orders his guards to check the man's left shoulder for a gunshot wound, and of course, there's nothing there. Meaning this is Republic of Korea goon, and bookstore goon is hiding out somewhere safe with lead him. This also means that Gon killed all these people, and he doesn't even get his revenge. Also, Gon didn't even look like he regretted it at all. Like, Good oh my gosh, like point. I killed the wrong person. He just seemed mad he escaped. Yeah, because probably oh, in point. his brain, it's like, well, if you traded with, you know, one of Liedem's guys, then you're probably also with Liedem, and you're probably also a traitor. He's he's making a lot of assumptions. Oh, yeah, for sure. We cut to Tail, who seems to be tied up in the same salt warehouse as Luna was before. She slowly comes to and sees that she's surrounded by Liedem's men. She counts them and sees that one has car keys on his belt. I also love that she doesn't freak out and just immediately starts plotting her escape because she's a yes. police officer. So of course she does. But it's such a yes. trope in K-dramas of the helpless kidnapped woman. And I'm just so glad that the show remembered that this girl is a fighter and would know what to do in this situation. Yee. Tail looks over and sees a face peering at her through a crack in the door. It's Yo-Yo Kid. I was just like, we were screaming it since the beginning that this kid is some sort of god, fishy. some sort of fate. Some... Yeah, uh, that uh, is so cool, but we'll get there. <laughs> we cut back to Gon and see him standing in the pooled blood of Liedem's followers, very much reminiscent of them standing in the blood of his father 25 years ago. Ooh, good point. He looks at the bookseller and thinks again of how many people with the same face are stealing their counterparts' lives. He thinks of Luna and somehow makes the connection that the bookstore was bait and Tail is in danger. Which, surprising leap. I know, I, that was one that I was like, I, I wouldn't have gone there, but that's okay. You're smart. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. He tells Subcaptain Sock to gather all the guards and tells the infantry unit and cavalry unit to be on standby, fully armed. Which at this moment, I thought, surely they don't have actually have cavalry. And this is just a weird translation, but just you wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're back with Tail and someone is pulling the tape off her mouth. It's Yo-Yo Kid. Tail wonders what a kid is doing here, telling them to get out. I warn people of danger and defeat the enemy, the kid, the kid responds. Tail is confused, same, and then says, by the way, you're in this world too, which I'm even more confused about because at this point, Tail still thinks she's in her world, right? Yes. And as far as we know, has she ever seen him? So, in the I think, I don't know if she's ever seen him in the kingdom of Korea. So I totally but I didn't guess get this she comment. she thinks, so maybe, yeah, I don't know. Because that comment made me think this was Luna, but in light of next episode, it's clearly not. No, but I, yeah. it's just a really weird comment. I don't know if it's a translation thing, but I, that really bothered me. Because <laughs> of like, what? A, oh, you're in this world too. 
she, he's the one who knocked into her, right? Yeah, on the bike. Yeah. But that was in the Republic of Korea. And she doesn't realize she's oh. in the kingdom until she sees the Busan Palestine and is like, oh shit, I'm in the kingdom of Korea, not Republic. So I don't get that comment because she still thinks she's in the Republic. Has she met this kid before? We just don't remember. Like, I racked the, my the bike brain. Because it would have had to have been her day out. Yeah. And I don't think so. Maybe there's something really subtle I missed. But then you think at that point she would have been like, oh, you're in this world too. Mm. I don't know. It was a very strange comment to me. Yeah. Anyway, the kid tells Tail, there's only one of me. I went to the other world. And I guess this should be shocking. But at this point, I think we all kind of suspected that this was not an ordinary kid. So not super surprised to learn that they can travel through worlds. The real question is, can they travel through time? The kid pulls the knife from the pocket of the bunny jacket and uses it to untie Tail. The kid hands it to her saying, I'm restoring balance. So again, feels like fate that Luna gave the kid that knife. Who are you? Tail wonders, but the kid just looks at the door and we see Liam's men come charging in. Tail jumps up and fights them off, stealing the car keys. When she turns around, the kid is gone. One of the quotes that he says is like, I'm here, um, I'm here to destroy enemies and right now there's too many enemies. Mm-hmm. I, know, I really, I really liked that line. He does, he has a lot of good lines. Yeah. Or they do, man. Keep they messing do, yeah. that up. <laughs> We just, we designated Yo-Yo Boys, Yo-Yo Boy, and now we're right. just like, apologies. They have a really good line. Because <laughs> I, I either have a theory, I'm like, they're a deity, so it's kind of supposed to be, yeah. like, up in the air, or I don't, there's a small part of me that's like, maybe they are, if time travel is a thing, maybe there's someone we know, and so it's supposed to be, like, a surprise. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Tail takes the car and drives off, wondering how to get to Seoul from where she is. But then she sees a sign for Busan Palace and realizes she's not in her world anymore. Liedem's followers have now gathered at a shipyard, and we see bookstore Goon safe and sound by his side. He reports to Liedem that everyone in the bookstore is dead. Who knew my nephew could be such a bloodthirsty tyrant? Liedem marvels, and gosh dang it, gone, you're really going to make me agree with Liedem? Yeah. Because that's pretty much exactly how you acted. Yeah. This also makes me think, once again, Liedem, or Lee Gon is playing right into Liedem's hands. Yeah. Like, also, you haven't said this yet, but like as soon as that guy comes up, he says, who knew my nephew could be such a bloodthirsty tyrant or whatever, and then that dude comes up and is like, everybody, uh, uh, a tail got away or whatever, and then Liedem just like straight up like kills that dude. Mm, that felt really relevant. Because it's like, oh, it's showing how they're similar mm-hmm. gone and mm-hmm. lead him are similar like that those two were too close together for me not to be like oh good point yeah like he's seeking to shoot lead him's level for yeah. sure yeah well and it's like he's doing all these tyrannical murderous things plus now like a slight spoiler for the next episode he's randomly announcing this mystery gal as his queen Particularly if anyone connects Tail to Luna, that is not going to be a good public look for the king. So I'm starting to get the sense that this is intentional on Liedem's part. Like, ruin the king's reputation with the people. So when he shows his face again, it's not as a traitor, but as some kind of savior? That was one one theory I'm having. Yeah, especially in the next episode, whenever that group is going to look into Tail. No, I was like, oh no. suspicion they're going to find Luna instead. Yeah. Another goon comes limping up to tell Liedem that Tail escaped and Liedem kills him on the spot in anger. Catch her at all costs, he says. 
Gon will even come for her corpse. There is something I must exchange her for. Okay, so now we know he isn't just after her as a cop, but as bait for Lee Gon. Mm-hmm. Which I think last episode we said something about, like, we didn't know if Liam knew they were in a relationship. But I totally forgot. He mm. got the ID card. So I think that's how he knows. Yeah. Tail is still fleeing. It seems like she makes it to Busan. But the ghost town version, because there is no one outside, she's trying to stay calm and think how to escape. She sees a public phone and limps over there. There's a poster with a number to call his majesty to wish him a happy new year. Tail calls it and tries not to break down as she tells Gon she's there and she's being chased. She says she's trying to make her way to the palace, but please look for her. She puts down the phone and then a truck just comes and runs her over and what the fuck is this show? I didn't, like, I had a sneaky suspicion that she, like, saw it at the last moment and she was able to, like, jump out of the way. Because there's no way she would have survived if it had hit her even in the slightest bit. No, no, I guess, yeah. Jesus. It didn't actually run her over, but just the visual. Because, like, what you see is just this truck come out of nowhere and, like, seemingly hit her. So it's just like, that was not what I expected in this show. But, yeah, she dives out of the way just in time, though. So when the driver comes to collect her, she is able to subdue him. But now our gal is pretty badly bloodied and emotionally traumatized. Yes. She makes her way to the street and we hear the sound of feet. Teo lifts her gun as we see a veritable army of men running towards her like it's fucking trained to Busan. Teo, very much in this moment. Sorry, I was going to whisper, but yes. then I decided not no, to. go ahead. Um, <laughs> Teo in this moment very much reminds me of Captain America in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the movie references. Like, whenever he has that last stand against Thanos, oh, with he's the all by himself with his broken shield, and all of Thanos' army is there. <laughs> and then, yeah. Captain, Captain Korea, tail. And he was, <laughs> and, he, and he's just thinking, like, I'm gonna go down fighting, and tail is the same way. And it's, I'm just like, yes. Like, it was so sad to watch, but I was like, you go down fighting. Yeah, it was so yeah. creepy, just the, like, of the feet, and then she just lifts the gun, which we know has three bullets that, in it. Yeah, that does sound like Train to Busan, now that you say it, yes. But just when everything seems hopeless, we hear sirens and see helicopters flying overhead. The goons stop as SWAT and police cars roll up and armed gunmen pour out. Then, the sound of hooves! The cavalry is literally here, and leading them is a man on a white horse. Tail begins to cry with relief as Gon comes charging up. Protect her, he yells. She is the future queen of the kingdom of Korea. Which, what the fuck? (laughs) Just a casual announcement. No one will hear about it. Wink, wink. All the cavalry draw their swords as they rush into the crowd of goons, like the fucking Rohirrim at Helm's Deep, and I guess all the SWAT guys just watch Shame on you for bringing guns to a sword fight, losers. It's horse time. That was like the funny, because they make a show of like everybody getting out with guns, but they don't do anything. Yeah. Then we get like a solid minute of Slow Mo Gone just slaughtering people with his sword. King Arthur, anyone? And this whole thing is just a crazy scene that is equal parts awesome and just absolute madness, but for sure like nothing I've ever seen in a K-drama before. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if this is intentional, but Gon is spattered with blood in, like, a very similar pattern to how we see Liedem when he fights people. I don't know if that's just how the the makeup artist happens to do blood every time, but... Oh. Tail starts to walk towards Gon, and we see him run up to embrace her. End of episode 11. Play us out, Hwasa. That was so cute. <laughs> That hug was so good. Yeah, it definitely, it felt, talk about feeling earned. (laughs) Yeah. 
That definitely felt earned. After all the... All that. He just goes up under her and she goes... Ah! Oh! Yeah. I don't know if I'm, like, ultra-sensitive to hugs right now, but I'm just like, that was a good no, hug. No, I mean, that's, that's Kate Trump. Yeah. All right. Episode 12. Sexy times. <laughs> the episode starts off with the best unsup just going, oh, man. <laughs> After- <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> After another patient drops their food, he goes to help him. He picks up the phone and asks the man if he's okay. The man says yes. He just thought he saw something. And then I guess he saw, based on the conversation later, I'm assuming he saw his alternate self in the reflection of something. Because at first I thought this was a flashback, but I don't think it is. Yeah, it seems like there was like a blip where the worlds collided again. Yeah. And we see Jong. Is it Jong He or Jong He? I think it's yeah, Jong He. Jong He having slit her wrists and the man stopping the blood flow with his own hands. When another woman walks in with a first aid kit, it's so gum. <laughs> <laughs> Except in this drama, she is not so gum. She is what do they call her? Miss Beck. Miss Beck. Miss Beck. Um, and she's the lady from that boy's birthday that we saw in one of the earlier episodes wait so if the guy had the phone the implication is he was switched right but i don't think it wasn't a flip phone it was one well it was a flip phone but it was one of those fancy samsung oh, flat screen ones <laughs> yes it was oh, i thought it was just a flip phone no That's it was funny. one of those fancy samsung Goodness. flip ones okay okay yeah gosh we got it we got to keep moving forward technologically it's very confusing to me that we're going backwards <laughs> i know and it's shown that Jung Hye has a security camera on her at all times. And we learn that Miss Beck is the new manager in town. Get it. I mean, it's evil, but get it. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we see Yang speaking with Nadi with two bright yellow backpacks on his back. <laughs> so cute. She's telling him about deja vu when your frequency matches that of another world. You get a glimpse of yourself in that world, which that's not what deja vu is. <laughs> she worked in radio, Kelsey. <laughs> she knows. I don't think that's what deja vu is. It isn't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that's like some, you know, like kind of pseudoscience theory. Yeah. Yeah. I was, but it was because it was funny because she was like, this is what deja vu is. Because he's like, what? And I was like, no. But, but again, with Nadi being pretty much right in this scenario, I, know. I feel like if Nadi, if they just told her about the other world, like she would figure this out in a second. She would t- stop leading, no problem at all. Like, Nadi, I know, Nadi right? is the savior we need. Apparently. <laughs> Yang asks her why she's mentioning it, and she says it's because she saw herself just then. And she was with someone who looked like him, and he was in a hospital gown, which alarms Yang. I know, I'm surprised he took it seriously. I know. In the hospital, Unsup gets a visit from Songa. He gets overwhelmed and hugs her. So cute. He, she assumes he's acting this way because he's delirious from fever. Unsup realizes what he's done and lets her go. She says, since this has happened twice already, who is naughty? Unsup. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just so cute. Unsup remembers Yang speaking about Songa, and Unsup says he meant ordinary not naughty which sound very similar in hongul she tells him he's a bad liar and says it's finally time for him to ask for her number which i mean 
get it get it she is not at all who i thought she was but we like it yeah unset makes the connection between what yang said in the alleyway in sangha he very coolly says hey newbie take good care of your number and don't give it out to other guys <gasps> oh <I'm> so <laughs> and walks away but it he's, makes her smile he's so proud of himself too he's so proud of himself. oh my god that made me laugh just don't go giving out that number baby <laughs> yeah right it's like yes because oh that is something young would say you yes oh clearly but it makes her smile whatever and then he turns the corner and unsub is like so proud of himself but then he thinks about naughty and he starts to cry because he misses her oh, he's so cute i just can't wait like i feel like young's gonna come back and he's gonna be like okay so you got married and the kid's on the way. Good luck. <laughs> right? It's like, just going to get in so much shit because he thinks he's doing the right thing. I know. Speaking of the devil, Nari is doing the dishes and thinking about how Unsup is acting strangely these days. Does he have another weird dream, which was a weird comment I didn't understand. Did he have another but, okay. weird dream? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know what that means. That's when we see the scene of the PM entering her shop. Still don't know if it's actually the Prime Minister. And Yang enters. They make eye contact, and the Prime Minister definitely recognizes Yang. And Yang obviously recognizes her, but Yang tries to play it off like he's Unsip wanting his Japjae. And him and Nadi have this whole conversation. And the PM, the PM finally leaves with her drink, and Yang asks to borrow Nadi's car. And Nadi's like, you don't have a driver's license. And Yang just whips out his driver's license. <laughs> Bet. And he takes the cherry red 2020 Ashton Martin Vantage that markets between $153 and $205,000. Man, you did your research on that car. It was a pretty car, and I just wanted to know what it was. Nadi <laughs> is just rolling in dough. It's insane. She is. It's Nadi, don't marry Unsip. <laughs> marry me, right? please. I'll be a sugar baby. <laughs> In the kingdom of Korea, we see that Gon is... Oh, we see what Gon is doing before he saves Tail. Where he's gotten together a security team to find her. He tells them it isn't an order, but a request. Since they don't have an exact location of her, it'll take some time. Gon gets a call. It's Unsub saying that Detective Kong called again about finding Luna about chasing her and everything. Gon tells Unsip to have the detective call him. Gon gets sent security footage in its tail, thanks to the detective, and lets him know that it's not Luna and she's near Busan Palace. And that is how Tail is found. But uh, also very glad to know that Detective Kong is alive after getting hit by a truck. <laughs> right? Jeez. Yang is following the Prime Minister. He tries calling Tail with no answer. Then he calls Shinjae, who does answer, and tells him to meet him True at bros. this place that starts with a Y because he needs his help. Shinjae says Yang will owe him. And yeah, if a bromance is starting here. Maybe we were right. Maybe they're the ones who are going to get together. <laughs> bromance, bros to, to bros. It didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to be like, bros to hoes, man. Bros to hoes. <laughs> Just Shinjae and Yang hoeing it up. Yep. Together. <laughs> In Together. love. <laughs> Oknam tells Shinjae's mother, which we find out her name. Oh, yeah. That was confusing because she's got two names. <laughs> yeah, she has two names. So that was confusing. So I mostly just call her Shinjae's mother. 
she tells Shinji's mother to go get some rest because she's done good work that day when a security guard enters. I don't remember the security guard's name. I, it's fine. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. Oknam asks if the security guard found out some news that'll put her back on her feet. The guard says she well. found nothing in particular with some of the members of the household or whatever. However, there was something about Park Sukjin. She went out twice recently to a bookstore in the slums. Again, the slums. <laughs> Those slums. <laughs> the days she left were when the king's schedule was empty. After she left the bookstore, she tried to burn a photograph of Shinje and his mother eating dinner. Which, props to this guard. She's really doing her job very well. I know. She's like pulling like, stuff out of trash fires. <laughs> yeah. The reason the guard is reporting this is because the bookstore is where they basically raided the trader's hideout. That was the trader's hideout. Where I murdered a bunch of people, so I would know. <laughs> yeah. Then we see Shinjay's mother adding something to a bowl of broth slash soup on a tray she's carrying. Oknam enters the cafeteria room and slaps Shinjay's mother. Oh my mother. gosh. Woo, who knew? I mean, we knew Oknam. Oh, we knew. We knew. That we knew. Definitely yeah. blindsided with other things. Yes. Oknam asks her if her real name is Min Sonyong, who lost a son a long time ago. She doesn't answer. Instead, blood starts pouring out of her mouth and she collapses. Oknam tells everyone not a word of this leaves the palace or she'll punish all of their families for three generations. Ugh. And everyone leaves. Didn't like that. Oknam tells the guard to get the palace doctor and to take Sonyong to the second palace. They must keep her alive. Who knew there was a second palace? I know. How many of those you got? I mean, knowing royalty, they probably have one for every season. One for every season, at least. Also, I wonder what tipped off Shinji's mom. Was it the guard coming in? How did she know the jig was up? I don't know. That's a good... That's a good question. I don't know. Oh, Yang cuts off, back in the Republic of Korea, Yang cuts off the prime minister, making her stop her car. They both get out of their cars. The PM yells at him about him being an idiot and how she could have died. We still don't know if she's actually the prime minister or if she's her doppelganger. We don't. I think it's the PM. I'm landing on P. It is the PM. Yeah, I'm landing on that. It's the prime minister. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. He says that she can't die here and calls her the pri prime minister coup. She says, do I look like a government official? She tells him he's mistaking her for someone else. Why would he mistake her for someone else? It's dangerous. Which confirmed, almost confirmed for me that it is the Prime Minister. Yeah. No one else has that smile. <laughs> yeah. Then Yang is shot in a drive-by? What the fuck is happening what? in this show? And the Prime Minister isn't phased in the slightest. Yeah, so. And she yeah. drives off. Which is like, it, were you a part of that? Like, I think so. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, this scared me so bad. I was like, yes, no. me Also, too. I was, a small part of me was like, come on, that was Unsup's one thing. <laughs> he I got know. to take a bullet. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Now he's not special. I mean, he's still special because he saved Gon's life because Gon refuses to wear a bulletproof vest. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me wonder, no, because yeah, I mean, it seemed like he actually got shot, even though he was wearing a vest. No, it hit his bullet for vest, I think. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know, because I was assuming since he was in the hospital bed that he, it actually, like, went into him, but I guess not. 
I don't think so. I, don't I think know it that just it tore, it tore, it tore a lot of stuff in his shoulder. Oh, I wanted so Insip to be to cool, a... but Young's still outshining him. Womp womp. Well, he got hit in a different spot, and he's still in pain. And so yeah, Young but he didn't go to the hospital. Sh- he just he gets, should have. He just gets shit on by Shinji. <laughs> As he should. As he I should. agree with Shinji. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's just Shinji messing with him, but I'll let you yes. get to that. <laughs> Shinji arrives and runs over to him. He flashes his badge at the crowd and says, it's a drill and that he's fine and everyone can leave. <laughs> Convincing. Thankfully, Yang had his bulletproof vest on and so he's just badly bruised, which we just got a few buttons undone and then a shoulder Ooh. reveal and I was Ooh. here for it. Yes. Oh, what a beautiful man. Also, yes. this is why this is a sexy episode. This was the beginning yes. of it. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the sexiness of this episode. Ooh. Was I just lightning on your end? I saw it like light up behind you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Spooky. I don't hear any thunder. So maybe. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. It's ghosts. Shinji offers Yang a drink back at the hotel and asks if he's sure he doesn't need a doctor. And Yang's like, no, this is a very simple, like, I didn't, it didn't go in me. I'm a guy. I don't know if you know. Shinji lets Yang know he got rid of the dash cam footage and tosses the Ashton Martin keys back to Yang, who catches it with his right hand and looks so offended when the movement hurts his shoulder. <laughs> like, I, I think that was intentional. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shinji asks him, what kind of country is it to have shootouts like that? I know, right? Just give me anything. Even an excuse will do, or you'll be the first one arrested. While saying this, Shinji texts someone, maybe Tail? It was Tail, yeah. Okay. He was like, where are you? Okay, it never translated I it I know, for me. it didn't. Yeah. Luckily, it was so, a very simple phrase I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Yang tells him that it won't happen again, and he'll explain everything when the king returns. Shinji asks when Gon will return, and Yang throws his drink back at Shinji, who catches it easily. <laughs> But Yang is in a lot of pain. Like, you stupid boy. What yep. did you think was going to happen? Don't let him get the better of you, boy. Shinji tells him that this is no way for him to treat his savior. <laughs> I love both of them so yes, much. Yes, I want... Okay, if we're not going to get Yang and Unsub together, I will settle for Yang and Shinji. It's my new favorite. Yeah, me too. Yang says he can't use his hand, so could Shinji open the lid? Also, Shinji could get beheaded for referring to the king the way he has. Yo, he's serious, Shin- boy. Like, <laughs> we're not joking anymore. <laughs> Shinji looks amused by this and reminds Yang that Gon isn't his king and opens Yang's drink for him. Yang asks him if he remembers that Gon was his king when Shinji saw him crying. Shinji sits and asks how long Yang has been Gon's guard since he was four. Shinji tells him not to be ridiculous. But that's how it was. Gon was eight and Yang was four. We get flashbacks to the first episode of Gon's coronation day. And that's when Yang thought about how he just wanted Gon to be happy. He thinks it was fate. Shinji doesn't know what to say because their worlds are so different. Are Gon and Yang dating? (laughs) (laughs) Camera falls from shock. Yeah. Hey, who, who who's spreading those? What, what what kind of ridiculous people would say something like that? Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine. You're reading too much into it. Like, yeah, I you're reading too much. Excuse Shin- me, Shinjay. What? I'm so ashamed. How dare you, Shinjay? 
like, okay, this just reaffirmed to me that we were not crazy and that we were seeing what the show was trying to show us. Yeah, but mm, is it but just bait? Queer baiting. Or it's almost like the show knew people were saying that or thinking that and like it addressed it. Like, no, 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 it's just loyalty. Mm. And it's like, um, no, that's, that's baity. Yeah. So <laughs> I felt, I felt, you know, It's come up validated. so often, too, because it's like, yes. we get the, like, do you have a boyfriend? We get the, are you dating? Like, ugh. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's come up too often to not actually be a thing. Yeah, for sure. And we were, we were good because we, like, didn't really bring it up last episode, so now we get to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. So... I know it's like take a shot every time we bring up young and gone dating yeah or you know what i'm not even i don't think young and gone would date i just think young is in love with gone <laughs> yeah same, same i don't think gone swings that way but who knows yeah but like yeah and when shinjay says this young doesn't look upset by that fact at all no he just he, he's just like oh you know there Which, are those rumors yeah it's to like, play off the I guess to, like, play devil's advocate. Like, I guess he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that, so I'm not phased by it. Or he's like, you know, I'm not offended by that, you know, whatever. Which, I mean, props, but also, like, come on! Right! Yeah, and, like, but that one... Ugh, that one hurt me. Because also, it's like, where's before? Okay, how do you explain the what is your type question then, huh? Huh? Yeah. How do you explain yeah. that? But also, it's like, now, if it were a thing, I think that would be... That would make Yang flustered, or at least kind of, like get mad or something some yeah uh, because it's like i can pinpoint just specific things that raise eyebrows of like why was this added if we weren't supposed to suspect anything so many so many because the one that gets okay the one that gets me okay first one that everybody was pretty much like eyebrow raise okay whatever was when gone leaned in really closely and you're like oh my god are they gonna kiss and then they don't and then yang's just like don't yeah and young gets really thrown off balance by it also him just saying don't like if somebody leaned in really closely to me i would be like what the fuck are you doing like yeah i just kind of like ignore that or be like what yeah yeah like i wouldn't be like i would just blink and just go don't yeah and it's like he was like it, it was like he was upset by it yeah also and then and then when yeah when he was talking about his type and then the secretary just looks over at young and it's just like, so people, so they just suspect? Well, and I'm talking about when Court Lady No asks Yang what his type is, like, what's your type of woman? And Yang looks down really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. he's thinking, yeah. oh, I don't like women. Or, like, he's uh. thinking of gone and obviously doesn't want to say it. <laughs> yes. There's so many moments. There's so many And they noticeably haven't been in the last few episodes until this moment. And then it was, yes. like, a totally different vibe. Uh, yeah, I'm angry. I'm, yeah, I'm upset. Yeah, I'm, like, because at this point now, it's, like, okay, so it is just queer baiting. That's cool. going to take some points off. It is. Yeah. Yang kind of laughs and says that rumors like that do exist, but it's the same for Shinjay and Tail, which we suspected they, that Shinjay likes Tail. Which, well, like, so, but doesn't he say, like, it's the same as Shinjay and Tail's relationship with Justice? He says something, like, yes. really strange like that. And I'm like, yes. they don't want to kiss just- Justice. 
Yeah. That's also, the it's difference. like well, when he first when he first said Shinji and Tail, and I went, um, I know, same. Well, I was like, that's a terrible example that... because yes, it is the same. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, because one hundred percent the same. Yeah, they protect the law and justice with their lives. For Yang, it's the king, and it's like no, no. So I'm upset. I'm upset with, yeah, because it's just come up too many times. And so, yeah, it's just now it's just like, oh, so you're just you were just queer baiting. That's not OK. I Yeah, that's definitely going to take some points off for me because that's annoying. So definitely if I was going to recommend this to a friend, I'd be like, hey, nothing gay happens. <laughs> like if but we get then, to the end. I was just yeah. going to say then again, it seems like you and I are the only ones picking up on this. So you'd probably be fine recommend recommending it to anyone. and They wouldn't even notice, apparently. <laughs> Because it seems like far and away, nobody else has noticed this. I don't understand how people are not noticing this. I know, me neither. Look, I am right there with you. Trust me. We're just in our... I just, I don't know why I don't... I really, I like Unsup and Nardi together. Yes. I'm just like, for some reason, I'm not a fan of Yang and Sunga. I really like them both, but I don't know. I guess I just... They haven't interacted at all. That's probably the big reason, yeah. Yeah, so now I'm just like, hey... Yang and Shinjay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Shinjay, you can't have tail, and I can't have gone. So the logical conclusion: we have each other. each other. Or Jong Mi writes. Jong Mi writes. Just what is that? How Jong Mi and Yang? Yang meets Yang meets Jong Mi, and it's just love at first Yang sight, Mi, man. Yeah, I'm like, they talk about two people who have never interacted. <laughs> I feel like Jongmi's too pure for a relationship. <laughs> he just must be protected. <laughs> yes. I agree. But anyway, so that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel like that was that very fun. Like, oh, we haven't, we haven't had this bait in a while. Okay. Yeah. I wish they just had, I wish they didn't touch on it so often because that's what made me suspicious. No, for sure. And, like, I think in our defense, we love a good bromance. Yes. I support a good bromance. We've talked about, Me I think too. we talked about how yes. Goblin was a bromance. I never once yes. thought that those two were gay for each other. Exactly. I never got gay by gay baiting vibes. And so the Me fact either. that, like, and it, I think it'd be totally great. I think the bromance between Lee Gon and Yang is totally great. But there was something yeah. more there. <laughs> yes. And they keep touching upon it and in these weird ways yeah like why that, give that whole thing of like people think yes. you're a couple and then being like hey, people do suspect or because that almost also seems derogatory i mean i'm sure it's not meant yes. to take that far but it is kind of like it just plays into that old stereotype of like oh you only think they're gay because you think men can't have friendships and it's like no 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 no. you only just think that gay people basically don't exist <laughs> Or, like, yeah, or every single relationship has to be a romantic relationship. And it's like, no. Yeah, no. No, I don't. No. I don't think that at all. Right. So. Uh. There was something there. It's not, it's not, it's not us. It's them. <laughs> it's not us. Yes. It's not our problem. Shinji asks why Gon was crying that day. Because that was Gon's first duty as king. The funeral of the former king. Shinji asks what happened. The former king was killed by his brother and gone. I just really all. wanted Yang to be like, he died. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think happened? <laughs> so Gon has been sleeping with the thought of death, which I thought was okay, cool. Is that gay? 
so sorry. <laughs> it's just, is that gay? Bali. Check it out. YG, I unfortunately, literally... is not gay. He's just a child predator, so. Oh, but I literally thought that's what they were saying. Well, yeah. It's like, YG, is that gay? And I was like, what about YG is gay? I'm so confused. <laughs> that fedora <laughs> little thing. It's like, no. Oops. Uh, I misheard Korean. Yep. Now I'm just thinking about all the misheard Korean. <laughs> like Jimin in that one song when it's just like, um. A fuck you in the motel. Yeah. <laughs> in a run. So good. Yes. We see Gone in a flashback going back. I don't. Uh, timelines are weird in this show. <laughs> Agreed. We see Gone right in on horseback as a replay of the end of the last episode. While Yang voices over that the palace is the safest place for Gone, but also the most dangerous battlefield. But now it seems that Gon has entered a new battlefield. Love. If that is... Love? Love is a battlefield. <laughs> oh How did I know you were going to make that I was that so joke? shocked that you walked right into that one. <laughs> if that is Gon's destiny, then... <laughs> oh, man. If that is Gon's destiny, then Yang must follow whatever battlefield that may be. Like love. <laughs> I was supposed to be right there with him. Uh, then we see Gon run forward and hug Tail, and I'm a glass case of emotions. A glass case of emotions. She says she's going to skip the thanks, and he says she's skipping so much. <laughs> and she says, I missed you. Oh, I missed you. Yeah. I missed you. That was so sweet. And then says the gun she has has two bullets left. And Gon shoots them out and throws the gun. What the fuck was that? I was so confused. Okay. I was I was hoping for an explanation because yeah, I was just like I also I was like, did you just shoot someone? Like, are we it just gonna pan over and someone's gonna be dead? It literally made me laugh so hard it because just, it like pans out and then he goes bam bam yeah, and then hugs her again and like chunks the gun and then hugs her again and it's like what is happening? Like what, what? What was wrong with the gun having two bullets? I did not get the connection there. <laughs> I didn't. It was really strange. I just like yeah, someone was gonna be like, you just shot Maximus or something. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Like I was expecting he like yeah was shot shooting somebody, but he was just like a bam bam, and I was like, what? It's the point of this. Yeah, I, I, I did not get that at all. <laughs> then she passes out, which I'm surprised she held on for that long. Yeah, for real. And he carries her back to the palace. His secretary is there and lets him know that the doctor is there and they've set up a guest room. And he says, no, he's taking her to his chambers. And I was like, ooh. The chambers. <laughs> he lays her down on his bed, takes off her shoes, and sits with her. The doctors and Oknam enter. Oknam is frantic and wants to know what happened and is more frantic when she sees blood on him. He reassures her that it's not his blood, which... You seem too proud of that fact. Anyway, he makes the comment that every woman he likes is unwell, which I was like, what? I think he's talking about Oknam. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's strange. Because later on this episode, the only other person I could think of was also his mom. 
because she was also unwell. Oh. But I took it in the context of, like, women he, like, likes romantically. Yeah, I know. That's why it was weird. It was a weird But, yeah, I think he was, like, he's always kind of, like, weirdly cheeky with Court Lady No. Yeah. However, later, he's outside of his chambers while Tail is being looked after. He's waiting there for news well into the evening. Oknam comes out with the doctor and is surprised he was there the whole time. He should have just come inside. But apparently, Oknam had told him to leave. So, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what else was he supposed to do? Anyway. The doctor lets him know that Tail will recover soon. Oknam tells him that Tail just fell asleep. Why doesn't he go inside? He hugs Oknam and then thanks them before entering the room. Gon sits with her. She wakes. But he gives her some head pats and tells her to get more sleep. She asks why he's making her sleep when she's met him again at last. She says, I look awful, don't I? <laughs> he's amused by that and says, not at all. She looks like a huge bandage, but she's a really pretty bandage. <laughs> I was like, snug in a bug in a rug. <laughs> she asks him how he found her. The only explanation he gives is that he told her that he's a decent person here. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a big deal here. Yeah. She tells him that she drank water at the Taekwondo Center and lost consciousness, and now she knows the importance of having your food tasted beforehand. <laughs> he lets her know that she can tell him all about it when she's better. Tail confesses that she thought that the time in the bamboo forest would be their last time together. Yep, yep, yep. She's not acknowledging because she knows he doesn't know it, and he doesn't correct her. Uh, mm, okay. He's crazy. That is crazy. That is so crazy. Anyway, he tells her that lots of things happened while they were apart. What? Okay, now this is just clicking in my brain. This is it's, just now clicking. No, it's crazy. Because, yeah, it it just casually drops that. And then it's like, whoop. So is Gone the one who goes in and saves himself in maybe. episode one? You think I know that knows, but maybe I don't. <laughs> gosh i have to go back and watch episode one this is such a show that like i am so excited to watch it through once Me it's too. over because there's got just i imagine everything is a hint yeah anyway lots has happened since they were apart that's why he couldn't go back she thought the door had closed and he tells her not to worry because if that door closed then he'd open all the doors in the universe to get to her ugly crying <laughs> tail wonders about unsup and Gon tells her he's in the hospital. She starts to fall asleep, but before she does, she says that when she wakes up, <laughs> the first thing they'll go, go do is see Unsip. I just like, where's Unsip? Oh, he got shot. Oh, okay, I'm gonna go sleep. <laughs> no concern. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, he's alive. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> also, like, he's some kind of dog. Like, yeah, I guess we should go visit him. He's probably a little lonely in this new world. Yeah. So the first thing she'd go do is see Unsip because she misses him. Meow. Gon says, are you telling me you miss another guy right in front of me? Which makes Tail smile. She lets him know that Yang is doing all right, too. Yang tells her that he likes her more than Yang, and she calls him a liar. <laughs> and he apologizes. <laughs> Yang likes her? Wait. That Yang, that, that Gon, Gon tells her that he there likes Tail more than Yang, and Tail's like, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I feel this from last episode. Because I just, I got so many of the names wrong. And then 
you called me on it multiple times. Also, I edited it out multiple times, and there was still one time in there when I said gone when I met Yong. Like, it, this show is so unkind. I, or I'm turning into, like, every middle-aged mother who just calls you by the dog's name. <laughs> it's happening. And then gone apologizes. Sorry. And she's like, sorry, I like it more than you. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> also, uh. <laughs> She, don't she tells him to write gone tells her to oh no what who where am i reading where, where am i in my notes she tells him to get out and he informs her that it's his room <laughs> she says she'll have to look around tomorrow and she hopes there's lots of jewelry <laughs> <laughs> and then she's asleep and he kisses her head and gives her more pets oh such a cute scene at the jensen party some government party i'm assuming they discussed the pictures there was like a party and i was like when (laughs) it's racking my brain so hard (laughs) when there's a whole party scene they discussed the pictures of the king and tail that have spread on the internet and how he announced her as his queen apparently since the king announced the queen the prime minister's approval ratings have fallen then they get to work to find out everything they can about Tail. And the Prime Minister is still on sick leave, so. <laughs> Luna, on the other hand, opens a locker to find Tail's phone. She goes through it as she eats chicken, which is very Tail move. <laughs> Zhang Mi then texts the group chat about what he should order for everyone. Shinji enter he goes to the police station it's really it's very confusing to it have is. to explain where everybody is shinjay asks about tail and the chief says don't you know tail took a vacation she also used all 21 days and he just starts complaining about how could you guys do this to me why are you guys <laughs> doing this to me it's so very funny shinjay opens a text from her saying she's getting some fresh air shinjay tries to call her but it goes straight to voicemail and then he texts her to tell her to pick up his call Back in the kingdom of Korea, Tail wakes up, and Gon's secretary lets her know that Gon told her to escort Tail when she woke. Tail goes down to the kitchen and asks the staff what's going on, because they're all just outside of the kitchen. I know. Tail is woke, by the way. Awoke? I'm just making a joke. Is it awoke? <laughs> no, no, because it just, oh. I don't know, it made me laugh the way you're like, when Tail woke. <laughs> Tail is woke. <sighs> so woke. So she asks the kitchen staff what's going on. They're all outside because the king is washing rice in his navy uniform. Oh my gosh, so cheesy. But I kind of loved it because it was like an inside joke. Yes. And he's like, well, I'm doing, you wanted me to cook in my navy uniform, so here I am. No, and it's so cute because it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like sexy cute. Yeah. It's and now we know good. what Tails kinks are. Yes. <laughs> A man in uniform. Making her food. She has yes. good taste. <laughs> she does. Tail opens the door and Gon smiles at her and says she should have come down earlier. He already washed a whole bag of rice and he's just, <laughs> just been just doing Washing the rice for like hours. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> he's so dumb. She, <laughs> she closes the door and he's like, where are you going? <laughs> like calls after her and the kitchen staff all look at her and tail finally enters like i don't know why she just leaves i don't either 
I think she's just like, oh, how's it going to... I think she's like warring with herself because she's like, how's it going to look if I just go in there? Yeah, I think But then she's right. like, but then how's it going to look if I just leave? So then she's just like, I'm just going to go in there so that these kitchen staff will stop looking at me. Yeah, I think she's just embarrassed. Yeah. She finally enters and asks what they're doing. And Oknam is on the stairs listening the whole time, which I was confused about. She's a confusing lady. Yeah. Gon has made Tail a full meal in his Navy uniform because she said she only lived for today and he wanted to make her laugh, though he laughed much more than she did. <laughs> she wonders why he's so dramatic, and he says that's what makes him a great king. Okay. <laughs> you are dramatic. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. She then ponders what he would have done if it wasn't her and it had been Luna instead. He then starts telling her about herself, like little things that he's noticed. And the only response she has to this is, let's go see Unsup when I'm done eating. Yes. That makes, that makes him so angry. It's so funny. So cute. Uh, then in his dressing room, Gon brings her so many clothes. Oh my gosh. My thoughts so were just clothes. like, this is taxpayer money, bro. <laughs> I also had that. Actually... <laughs> Maybe he does have that private fund, lest we forget. Oh, true, true. He has like the rare earth elements. Gold, gold, gold trillion dollars. Whatever that <laughs> yeah, word is. He does. He has like a trillion dollars. <laughs> what a crazy <laughs> world. Republic of, I mean, Kingdom of Korea is crazy. You got like your king with a quadrillion dollars just riding through the streets on horseback, slaughtering people with swords. And everybody's just like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> seems legit what a world <laughs> also like uh, us out here we're like let's eat the rich and then every in the kingdom of korea is like yeah it's fine that he has this much money <laughs> right also the, they got the pm at 37 looking like that like gosh dang Ooh. it whoa she just had a moment <laughs> she, she's beautiful yeah i'm like awful like fuck her but beautiful beaut off beautiful <laughs> 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 the attempt was comedy in itself. Beautiful. Beautiful. No, I I realized what I said. What did you say? I said, fuck her. She's beautiful. <laughs> Literally. Oh. oh god. Oh god, your camera moved again. Ah! Ah! <laughs> I fell, help. Oh. Uh she sees all the clothes. And okay. And she gets to choose from any of them. He knew she would tease him about wanting something other than her normal style. So he wanted to show her off all the pretty dresses he had. Which makes her laugh. Which made me laugh too. Yeah. She's like, I just want to show off all my pretty dresses. I was you, like, you show us, King. You show us. Go off. <laughs> show us, King. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. She stops laughing when she sees the outfit he wore when he last saw her which well i guess when she last saw him she, at least <laughs> yes when she last that saw at least him, we know is true she asks about it and he says he wears it at the most glorious moments like when he's holding flowers which was what confused me uh, yeah no i agree and he asks what her favorite flowers are and she tells him that she doesn't like flowers and they should hurry and go visit unsup so that's what confused me because he was like, like when I'm holding flowers, which made me assume he was referencing that moment. I think, yeah, he's somehow so I'm confused. I think yeah. he's 
I mean, I guess it makes sense in, like, gone would do that in that outfit. And so when the time comes, that's what he's going to do yeah. in that outfit. I yeah. guess that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, everything's so confusing. No, it's absolutely great. Because, yeah, it's like, that basically means that, yeah, time travel is a thing now. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's on the table. <laughs> Why? Tail gets dressed, and in the pocket of the coat, she finds a necklace that's from Gone. She puts it on, but she takes it off and puts it back in the box. Gone asks, why? <laughs> I don't know why it said it like that. <laughs> then she said it to herself, and she smashed it with a hammer. <laughs> that's the it voice you said it in. <laughs> it did so. <laughs> put it back in the box. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'll put that box in another box. I'll put that box in myself. <laughs> That's the sem- second Emperor's New Groove <laughs> reference we have made on this podcast. I mean, iconic film. Iconic film. Gon asks her about it, and she says it's so pretty that she wants to wear it on a glorious day too, when she doesn't have any wounds. Which makes me think that the last time she sees him, she's going to be don't, wearing that necklace. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Because the further along we go, the longer I'm like, this just isn't going to work out. It's not, this isn't going to end happily. I'm just, I think I'm trying to come to terms with that fact. Because. I feel like, I don't know. know. I'm still hoping that like, we'll get, it's like, it'll end sad. But at the very end, we get some small glimpse of hope or something. Like, mm, that's going to be spoiler. I know exactly what you're thinking. Yes, like that. She asks how he knew she'd pick this outfit, and he says he knows everything. But then we see the stylist taking out the same boxes out of every jacket pocket. I thought, because as soon as she pulled that out and he said that, I was like, mm, there's, there's no way he put one in every jacket. He's like, I know him. I was like, he's like, I know everything. I was like, no, you don't. And then you we saw that, and I went, nothing, fool. <laughs> You know nothing, Legon. Winter's coming. <laughs> uh, but also, like, Tail, you know, at least you're, you are consistent with your fashion choices. I just wish, I wish she'd get a little bit of heel going, because there is just such a height difference. And she is so small next to him in her sneakers. It's cute. But practical for her job. No, I do. That is one thing I like, is that her clothes fit her character, and they're not just like, this girl has a new outfit for everything, and every she always looks great. Like, people don't actually dress like that. People do actually dress like how Tail dresses, so yes. I like that. Unsub is told that the king is coming to see him, and Unsub does a security check. <laughs> Precious then, boy. Yeah. Then Tail calls his name, and he runs over to her and hugs her and cries, thinking it's a dream. Ah, uh, This boy must be so lonely. I know, poor boy. And he's carrying it so well. Unsup. Unsup. Who knew? Who knew we would be whipped for Unsup? <laughs> I know. She tells him she heard he was really brave, and Unsup immediately recounts what happens. <laughs> but he stops short and asks, What happened to her? Tail says, Something came up. And that's just it. <laughs> then Unsup eats the cake that Gon brought and I th- I seriously thought something was going to happen. I was like, Unsip is going to eat this and he's going to be poisoned. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like nothing's off the table here. Nothing. I mean, yeah, and fair enough. Gon's going to open up the door and somebody's going to be there and 
chaos is just gonna ensue i'm just like constantly on the edge of my seat even during good moments just like happy moments i'm like oh yeah well i mean especially during happy moments shit's gonna go down (laughs) i mean honestly you're probably gonna be proven right i think shit is gonna go down so (laughs) just not today tail lets Incent know his siblings are doing well and they're in kindergarten they're such Tail asks why Unsip isn't wondering about Naughty. Unsip tries to play it cool, though. Oh, my goodness. Tail lets him know that Naughty and Yang aren't getting along and that Naughty said that he's not as handsome as before, which Unsip loves yes. hearing about. Thank you, Tail. And, Good wigman, Tail. Right? And that he told Yang his style wouldn't work. He just, he knew. He knew. Yeah, no, I love that. He's like, that was mine. Which, no, no, sorry. Yang was right. <laughs> Yang was right. I agree. Naughty has very peculiar taste, but, you know, she found a peculiar man. She found a peculiar man, and she is rich, so. Yeah. (laughs) Then Unsip asks Gon to open the bathroom door for him because the place where he was shot suddenly hurts and mutters under his breath to tail that the hospital is pretty big, so maybe Gon will buy it for him instead of having to do (laughs) stuff for him. But Khan gets up and opens the bathroom door, which is extremely upsetting to Unsub. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's so funny. And also the look on Gon's face. Oh, I know. It's like you were you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Tail and Gon go back to the place where Tail was kidnapped and it's being investigated. Tail thinks the person who took her is Lidim and she wants to know if Gon knows why. He asks if she saw the umbrella he was holding. However, Tail didn't actually see Lidim, only his men. He says that him and Lidim both have a piece of something they both want. Gon believes it's hidden in Lidim's umbrella. Gon believes Lidim also suspects where Gon hid his too. And Tail knows why she was brought there then, so Lidim could make a deal. The fight is an all-or-nothing fight. Gon tells her not to worry. He won't lose anything that belongs to him. That's a callback to Oh, Rubber. the PM. Was it the PM who said that? Oh, well, I don't know. Wait, what moment are you thinking of? In your episode, when Luna gives the oh! pocket knife to the kid and says, so you don't lose anything that belongs to you, or like something Use like that. Use it to protect what belongs to you? Yeah. 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 And I was just, I don't know. It's just, it felt too similar. And I was yeah. like, hmm. Well, now hmm. I don't, because I guess that made me think of unintentionally of a few episodes ago when the PM met Luna and she was like, I never lose things. Mm. Oh, yeah. A theme, oh, I sense. They go to a church where Gon's parents got married to pray. Gon tells her that his father saw his mother lecturing at a seminar and fell in love at first sight. His mother was a scientist, and Tail says, so you take after your mother? And he says yes with the proudest look on his face. Cute. His father proposed to his mother, but his mother was Catholic. So his father studied the religion for six months and went to that church every week. So they got married and had gone. But his mother passed away three years later. She had been frail since birth. Gone doesn't really remember it, but everyone knows it. And it's the first time he's telling it to some one himself he likes that it's tail then she tells him that he turned out great oh it's so good so simple but so sweet okay also Saito it is raining really hard now so if you can hear it it's just ASMR it's fine just go to sleep (laughs) 
I can hear it. That's so funny. It's pretty, yeah. Wow. It's pretty heavy. Tail then tells him when she was five, her parents ran the Taekwondo Center together. Her mother was a really popular instructor, but she died of cancer. Tail still wears her mother's black belt. Gon pats her head and tells her she turned out great, too. Sweet. A priest comes out to greet them, and Gon lets him know that they were just passing by. Gon then asks the priest if he is good at keeping secrets, and the priest basically says yes. And Gon asks if he can take a photo for him. He wants a photo with Tail. Okay, did you think that he was going to propose in this scene or be like, we're going to get secretly married or something? Because that's totally where I thought this was going. And then he was just like, we're taking a photo. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you know what? That is a really good assumption to make. But I thought he was going to be like, he was going to divulge something about uh, confessional. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a confessional. Yeah. Churches put you on edge. <laughs> yeah. I did not think of a proposal. That. I thought that, because when he was like, can you keep a secret to the priest? I thought he was going to be like, yeah, can you bury us? <laughs> That would be a proper deduction to make. I did not make that deduction. Well, clearly not. If he just wants a little photo. Yeah. Um, before the photo is taken, however, time stops. Then we get a voiceover of Oknam reading from that poetry book that Gon yeah. has never read from. Which is, <laughs> oh God, which is, I wrote it down because it felt, I don't know, just it being read over this watching Gon get really sad and it keeps coming up and it keeps being yes. court lady know who reads it because she also read one in like yeah. my last episode but i just didn't put yeah. it in there but yeah it seems like it is but relevant yeah this one felt relevant which is why i wrote it out mm -hmm. it's what is your reason for doing that you were sitting along by the stream the green grass was sprouting and the water was splashing from the spring breeze you promise that even if you go you won't be gone forever that is what you promised. I sit by the stream each day and think about something endlessly. When you promise that even if you go, you won't be gone forever, were you asking me not to forget you? And then Gon gets upset and starts crying. And oh my so gosh, yeah, this scene hit hard. Ooh. Especially Ooh. like the the whole secret tears and then him covering up with a smile. Just, oh my oh. gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's able to collect himself, however, right before the picture is taken. Oh, my God. It was too much. Yeah, well, it's just like, I think it really encapsulated the loneliness he's feeling in these frozen moments. And the terror he feels of being yes. stuck in those frozen moments forever. Yeah, and <gasps> knowing that, that, you know, it's probably, he probably has a premonition that it's not going to end well with Tail. I know. Especially if she doesn't want to stay with him in his world. Yeah, which she's kind of already said. Like, no, 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 no. We're going to take this day by day. Yeah. Back in Gon's room, the doctor treats Tail and tells her she shouldn't drink on her meds. Which makes him <laughs> turn around and tell Gon and to let him know that Tail had asked about it before leaving. It's not my fault. And Gon can't believe she asked about alcohol. She then says she's suddenly exhausted and that uh, he should leave. <laughs> And he says, I told you numerous times, this is my room. She asks where he's been sleeping. And he says, there, it's a big bed. Tail smacks him and says, no wonder if people have been giving her strange looks. Do you think he's telling the truth? I don't know. Do you think he's telling the truth? I don't know. I don't know that it matters. But <laughs> I was just wondering that. I was like, is he messing with her? Or are you actually sleeping next to her, bro? It's maybe a big bed, but you are a big boy. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> stop. 
He's just very tall, okay? <laughs> With wide shoulders. We've kept it pretty clean these episodes, okay? You know, after opening it up with a cum joke last episode. <laughs> Some may blame it on me. I don't know that it was entirely my fault. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I did not. I thought, I was like, that was probably a little too much. <laughs> probably some line was crossed at that moment. Well, I mean, I mean... I think you actually meant sea men, like men of the sea. And I went, seamen, really, Lisa? And you were like, what? Sure, I like that version of events. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> did you really mean seamen? Of course I did, Kelsey. <laughs> God damn it, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Fool again. <laughs> uh. When in doubt, Lisa's dirty. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just, that's all I ever think when someone talks about, like, semen. And I'm like, <laughs> We really do have the humor of 12 hours. <laughs> the other day, I was talking to my brother, and I told him about, because they were doing some charity bingo. And I told them about that time we were playing bingo at the Christmas party at work. And, I, and they called out, like, B69 or whatever. And I was just like, nice. <laughs> really loudly. And everyone laughed. <laughs> and he was like, that just doesn't seem like your type of humor. And I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so fun. <laughs> I like to think that some people just thought I was saying nice because I got the number and only those of us on the inside knew. <laughs> but maybe also everyone at the work just knows at the work. At work knows I am a 12 year old boy. That's fine too. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> I embody it. <laughs> champagne oh my god yeah and they were like make sure you drink it yeah but they were like saving it for a toast but they didn't say anything and then they didn't have any water and it, the food was spicy so i just downed it all so for the toast it was just an empty glass i also had an empty glass okay good i couldn't remember it reminds me of that video of lucas where he's supposed to be doing the toast and he just like knocks back the champagne <laughs> i feel you buddy oh uh, yeah Lightning strikes and it makes Gon's shoulder hurt. Teo believes he's overreacting about her hitting him. He reminds her <laughs> about when Yang told her about the scar on his shoulder. That's what's hurting when, like, he's being burned. Lightning strikes again and she sees it burn. Also, it also burns the man in prison? And it starts burning all of Liam's Yes! That was crazy! Question mark? Yeah, I have some theories. So, okay, my first theory was upon seeing this was that it was only affecting men. And I was like, does it only affect men? Question mark? <laughs> I hate but your then... Y chromosome. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> but then it also affected... God is the... a woman. <laughs> uh, exactly, because the Yo-Yo Kid apparently female actress, so like... <laughs> yep. Points were made. So I was at first my theory was maybe it only affects men and but then it affects the prime minister later on. <laughs> the prime minister is so, a man. <laughs> <laughs> but then my next theory is that people who use or go through the gate with ill intentions or for like oh. purposes to gain something yeah, from it's it like a are moral the ones judgment? who get burned. Yeah. 
Ooh, that's a good theory. Yes. Except, I guess... Ooh, I saw lightning on your head. Ah! Uh, <laughs> no, I have good intentions. I'm fine. But I guess because it did burn gone from the beginning, but I guess you could say even from the beginning, he had thoughts of revenge, so... My first theory was mm. I was, like, really high on the time travel theory, and I was like, oh, maybe all these people have time traveled. Mm. But I don't know. I don't... Because... I kind of am suspicious of the PM time traveling based on some of the things Mm. she says. I don't know why the goons would have traveled, though. So that one, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. The prime minister seems too shocked by burning her that it feels like that she's done all of this very, very recently. Well, but I'm wondering if, like, if you have time traveled anywhere on the timeline, then it comes back and does it to you because mm. time is no longer linear. So it still could have been like the first time it happened to her. But the first time it burned gone, he hadn't time traveled. Well, I guess we don't, we don't, I guess I'm saying it could affect oh. you from all time from then on. <gasps> oh, I don't okay, know. Okay. But then what if it's only the people who their counterparts are dead? The only thing would be then that means that Shinjay's counterpart has to be alive because we haven't seen him get affected, which we think Shinjay's counterpart is not alive. That is a good point. Because I'm like, what else do these guys all have in common? They don't. Well, and that would also mean the PM killed her other half. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe it's like if is it the like they killed their other half and they've also traveled. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, Jong Hye would also be affected. Yeah. She hasn't traveled. No. Shinjay's a weird one because that would mean his is alive. Who else is there? That would also mean at this point the goon should be affected too, and we don't see him get affected, or do we? I Main don't. goon, bookseller goon. I'm not sure, yeah, but I, also I like we, those are, those we may not thoughts. have been shown everyone who's Exa- been affected. True. Yeah. So that's why the main one is Shinjay because I'm like I think we would have been shown. We would know if he was feeling it. Yeah. But yeah, that's my only, those are my only two theories. I don't know. Tail opens her first button of her pajamas and tries to show him her shoulder to see if she has a scar, but he turns his head and says she startled him. (laughs) She tells him that he sees this much skin in the summer and he should just look and he says she's unbelievable. (laughs) You whore! And mutters to himself that this hurts even more. He's so dramatic. He's so dramatic. And I think that's my favorite part of him. Yeah. He glances at her before saying she doesn't have one. Tail wonders if it has something to do with the saying they have for people that you should, I hope you get cursed by lightning or I hope you get struck by lightning or whatever. I didn't write it down specifically. Sorry. Gon turns to her and says he really wanted to stop beheading people. She tilts her head back, <laughs> showing her throat, and says, go ahead and try me. And he le- leans in and kisses her throat. Oh and she gosh. goes, hey, that. And then she he kisses her on the mouth. Uh... And he says, I'm sure I informed you that you could be beheaded for addressing me with, hey, this or that. She tells him to stop being ridiculous. And he kisses her again. Oof. So many kisses. So many kisses. More like they start having a full-on make-out sesh. And this is what I said. Then I noticed he has glass doors to his room, and that's a nice aesthetic, but very impractical. Unless, you know, you have that kink, which I've already forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Exhibitionist. I guess maybe he has the curtains, so we'll just pretend he closed them. But yeah, I'm like, man, I cannot believe we got an implied sex scene. Okay. Scandalous. I mean, I just implied 
a makeout session, but well, I am fine with let also it live in your memory scene. however you want. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm just remembering. <laughs> this is big spoiler, but I think the funniest thing to me always is like Goblin after they get married and they're like in the bed together and they're both like fully clothed, long sleeves, and he like tucks the covers over her more. <laughs> We didn't, we did not even touch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I know, that was so funny. You're married. It's like, yeah, and like before you were married, she like jumped you at the hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it was very funny. I agree. Back in the Republic of Korea, Lee Dim runs into Shinjae, making him drop his bag. They're both holding umbrellas, so Shinjae can't see his face. Lidem apologizes, and Shinjae says it's okay because he didn't see him either. Which I don't know. Hearing Shinjae in that moment, I was like, "You sound so different than normal. You sound so polite and nice." <laughs> Same. Shinjae watches Lidem walk away, and he seems very suspicious. Which yeah, ah, Shinjae, I love him. He's suspect everyone, and nothing, nothing gets by him. Lidem comes back to the house he has with Junkie, and he sees a cigarette on the floor. He goes through the security footage and sees that Luna entered. Also, this is when I noticed Lidem has multiple umbrellas by the door. See, I didn't even pick up on that. That is interesting. Very interesting. Luna stole a bunch of money and waves at the security camera before she leaves. So I didn't know what that meant. I guess she's just like... Haha, sucker, <laughs> I'm better than you. Yeah, so she's like, actually, I'm not going to go through with your plan. I'm I, just going to steal all your money. It seems like it, it, yeah. It seems like she's off the off the path now. Mm-hmm. Although part of me wonders if she's still going to do the same thing. She's just not going to be under his reach. But if she's still in the in the kingdom of Korea. No, well, she's in the Republic of Korea, right? Yeah, so I wonder if she's still just going to take Tail's life and live it. But then it's like, if she does that, Liam could find her easily. So not a I great plan. I think she's going to take Tail's life. She's just going to take it. Tails' partner. I thought that was, I didn't think that was Luna who kissed him. I thought that was. He was Tail? That's worse. His... Oh. No, oh, I didn't you think thought it was Tail. Was... I, thought, I thought it was the therapist. Oh, the therapist? Oh. Yeah. I don't, I only saw it for I thought five seconds. Only... One second. Yeah, so. I thought we only saw the back of her head, so. Yeah, but it was, I know the back of that head. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. I have a love-hate relationship with previews for just that reason. Yeah. Lidem and Junkie have dinner together, and Junkie just smacks Lidem over the head with a vase and tries to go for his umbrella, but Lidem grabs her, throws her to the floor. He holds his umbrella over her eye and screams at her and screams why at her. Why are these scars appearing here and there? She says, kill me, just kill me. Instead, he stabs the umbrella right by her head. He tells her that he didn't keep her alive just to kill her like this. His blood starts dripping on her face as he tells her that she's the perfect bait. That's why she's alive. She has the face of his nephew's mother. Woof. Yeah, I guess now we know the answer to that question. Yep. In Gon's study, a number is circled. 4489. Whatever that means. Is that the length of the next time stop, I guess? I don't know. The pregnant lady, yeah. The pregnant lady arrives at a restaurant asking for a private room but the hostess tells her that the prime minister is using it she's surprised that the prime minister is there without any guards the prime minister says she doesn't want to talk for long because she doesn't want her food to get cold is this unswitched pregnant lady yes okay thank you 
The Prime Minister says she doesn't want to talk for long because she doesn't want her food to get cold. And also, that seat isn't for the pregnant woman. It's for the baby. Which, okay. (laughs) The topic that the Prime Minister has wasted the past four years comes up because the Queen has been declared. The lady is amazed that the Prime Minister doesn't know. The Prime Minister stands up to leave, but before she does, she tells the lady to make sure she gives birth in this kingdom. Yeah! yeah so okay she's definitely whoever that person is whether it's the pm or whether it's the other girl doppelganger yeah someone has crossed crossed the bridge yeah maybe they both did i don't know well and also doesn't she say something like she says something about like it's gonna be a girl and she's like how do you know that and the pm doesn't really respond so that's why i was like how does she know that how would she know Like, that was a moment where I was like, is she also going in time? What is happening? Did the lady in the... Already give birth? Birth? Yeah, I don't, that, that that could be it, too. But then I'm like, how is that going to work? Are you going to come over and kill the woman and the baby? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. Next, Gon finds out that one of the prisoners is feeling the same pain as him. His secretary then comes up to let him know that the Prime Minister has shown up without notice. He asks her why she tied him down or the prime he asked the prime minister he goes and meets the prime minister <laughs> he asks her why she tied him down she says if she hadn't tied him down where would he have gone to make a marriage proposal he lets her know that everything in the news is true then lightning strikes and both the pm and gone are affected and ah! just, and all caps i was like i am confused and oh gone notices and if looks could kill. Right? Oh my god. Right? Oh. Also, dude, it's like we said last episode, she was gonna figure it out because you left her behind. Yep. Tail is having tea with Oknam. Oknam then says she's going to ask Tail something, but Tail mustn't tell anyone. Then Oknam starts telling Tail about her past and where she's born, her parents and siblings are, and she wants to know what happened in the War of June of 1950. Ah! Does that mean Noknam is from Tails' world? Ah! Like, what? Yeah! Uh, like, what? what a bombshell! How? When? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yes! Time like, travel? Question mark? Did not expect Oknam to be from the other world. And this explains why this whole time she was like, yeah, I know. I know what's going on. Don't worry about it, God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I... There's... Who knows? Like... I guess it's possible previous kings also used the flute. Yeah. Yeah. But why bring her over? Who brought her over? Craziness. Yeah. Just what a, what a, what a turn of events. (laughs) What a way to end an episode. Yeah, that was. And also, why is she telling tale? Yeah, that was just like the last thing I suspected from Oknam was her to be like, I'm from your world. What's happened? Also, and okay, is that when North and South Korea split? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I know. I'm like, poor lady. The answer is going to be like, yeah. Well, not so great because I think she's from a village in the north. So yeah, like, I yeah. I, yeah, I thought that too. Things yeah. aren't great for your family. I have to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, but yeah. No. Ah, what what a crazy pair of episodes. My yeah, goodness. Like. Also, yeah, just the juxtapositions between, like, the feelings of both episodes. Yes. I'm just as confused 
more so than ever. Yeah. I. How are they wrapping this up in four episodes? Yeah. Well, and I think it's just like it's it's getting to the point where like I really am like anyone because particularly with the whole scheme pulled with the goons and switching them out, I'm like anybody at any moment could be the other version of themselves switched out and then going back and like oh my gosh, it gets complicated when you go down that road. I know, I know. Yeah, so it's like I I'm constantly on edge because I'm like we're starting to get towards the end here. People are going to start coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Who is who? Who do we trust? How many bombshells are still left? Exactly. I have, like, is I everybody have... in the Kingdom of Korea from the Republic of Korea? <laughs> is anybody originally from here? <laughs> Raise your hand. Shinjay. Shinjay. <laughs> but he's gone. <laughs> he's not gone. Gone is oh the my king. Gosh. <laughs> Young wishes he were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it every single time one of us says, but she's gone or whatever. <laughs> she but, gone. But he's gone. <laughs> he gone. He's we gone. Uh, or whatever anybody's, we're like, gone leaves. Gone's gone. <laughs> gone is gone. Gone, gone. Gone, gone. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, what a show. What a show. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at DramatizedPod. Join the Discord if you want to continue the conversation. If you have any thoughts or ideas, the link is in our Twitter bio or in the description of this podcast. I did not change the description. I did. Don't worry. Good job. But double check me because apparently I fucked it up last time. So (laughs) Teamwork. All right. Permalinks, man. They get you. Thank you for listening. And in the meantime. Don't get traumatized. By the dramatized. You said that my very episode was ultraly. Your episode was so short. <laughs> <laughs>